Ron and Fez show starts right now. Yes, look at the flowers. What are the plants? You are beautiful. That is so pretty. See the bees flying around? Look at the birds. Blue flowers. It's wonderful. Sitting by the pond talking. Hermetic fetus of the east with priests and from the church of the operating room with the strikes of force, scalpel since the holocaust. I do indeed and greet, explore, meet the patients, back the rooms with the nurse with the voodoo curse. Holding up office lights, standing at huge heights, back and forth, left wing, swing to north, east to south with blood pouring down your mouth. I can prepare with the white suit and stethoscope, listen to your heartbeat, delete, beep, beep, beep. Your insurance is high, but my price is cheap. Look at the land. Blue flowers, grown by the purple pond. See the polka dots. Blue flowers, growing by the purple pond. Yellow insects. Blue flowers. Blue flowers. Holding bags on down right from the hospital. It's a patient that's work to keep the germs off the turf. Cybernetic microscopes to metal antidotes. Two telescopes that magnify size of a roach. Three computers to cup a coffee planet with my hand and astral planet detached. Turn on rare foggers. Cut the light on the kid and turn it bright on. Supersonic waves combine and burn his brain waves. I see the mascot of evil. He's not Knievel. Shakespeare's gone. Don't even think about him. Yes. As I go into the park, I see blue flowers. It's raining green. About the pond, blue flowers. It's totally raining Blue flowers. I smell the bees and the birds. Blue flowers. Different aspects of life. I can prepare with the white suit and stethoscope. Listen to your heartbeat. Delete, beep, beep, beep. Your insurance is high, but my price is cheap. Get down to it, boppers. 
We are North Americans And for those of you who still think we're from England We're not, no We bit our planes and our trains till we think we might die Far from North America Where the buildings are old And you might have lots of mimes Make it okay, it makes it go away. Oh, I don't know, I don't know, oh, where to begin when we're North American, but in the end, make the same mistakes all over again. Hey, buddies, it's the Ron and Fez show on what science is calling a Friday. It's a fun Friday. Uh, Hicks, when's uh, my calendar at? When's the end of the world? Do we know? We got uh, the 21st. So that's okay, like 14 great. Days, All right, plenty weeks. of time. Plenty of time. Good. It's going to be a hell of a Friday. That's going to be a fun fucking Friday. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm thinking about taking a three-day weekend, you know? I'm thinking about telling these guys, end of the world, forget it. I'm not coming in. It's me time. Yeah. I mean, come on. I want to go gambling and try to win some money. <laughs> Get our affairs in order. <laughs> For when the earth is destroyed? Yeah. Let's try to get into a bunker of some sort. Well, I don't know if a bunker will help you if the earth is split in half. Yeah. See, I was... Uh, it's really the whole plant's going to be destroyed, or is just the fucking surface going to be destroyed? I, no, I don't. The whole thing. I don't speak Mayan. Uh, that's the important thing here. I'm going to bank on just the surface of the Earth is going to be ravaged. I, I think that's it, a mis- Go ahead, Fez. You got this. I think it's the whole planet, and if you have a little baby, you might want to start building a rocket ship to send them off somewhere. That's uh, reverse Superman right there, so I guess which would make a great comic I'm working on. I call it Superman Goes Home. So you won't be super anymore, though, once he's on Krypton, right? That would be the thing, that you take people that are like really strong, you set them there, and they're like pussies. <laughs> and that's why I think people like that. It's a bunch of people getting their asses handed to them, being pushed around. Good. Um, Jason, you're on the Ron Fez Show. Hey, Ron says, hey, Fez, I got a question for you, sir. Um, do you remember where you were when Pearl Harbor was attacked? Were it middle school or was it high school? Was that a scary day for you where you're like, I didn't even know where Pearl Harbor was before that happened? You know, not only Pearl Harbor Day, it's a big birthday, Fez. One of our big friends. All right, I'm not recalling. I'm sorry, I'm awful. 61 tickets to Jesus. Uh, happy birthday, Mitchell Walters. I heard that from Flathead today. Congratulations. That's really weird, that soft clapping that you guys do. That's uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like we're on a golf course. Uh, Lewis, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember like a couple of years ago watching a documentary on that. Mind documentary. Problem. Yeah, documentary. And uh, they were saying that is basically what it is, is our technology is supposed to turn on us, like electricity going out. Gotcha, and, uh, Clone Wars. Yes. Yeah, so because we got too many clones. Yeah, 
shit. Sounds like a bunch of bullshit. Fuck. We should just start fucking bombing the Mayan temples that are still there. Just send them shits on fire. Get them before they get us. Won't we get them after they get us? That way we'll we'll take the high moral road. Fuck that. Speaking of the high moral road, uh, everybody on the Interbank seems to be so excited about the uh, mother-daughter duo out of Tampa. Uh, (laughs) Shocker there, right? Tampa. So if you would have, you know, this goes to show what a lie porn has been all these years. Because we've seen many mother duos, but I guess they're not actually mother duos. Uh, they fucking fooled me, because some of these broads look a lot alike. <sighs> so the psychologists are concerned about this. Now, the mother and child, are they called the sextants? Yeah, the sextants. A- any relation to the Charlie sextant? No, this is S-E-X-X-X. Oh, triple X-tons. Yes, the triple okay, X-tons. smart. <laughs> smart idea. That way you remind people this is all about the sex. Uh-huh. They're going to be fucking and sucking. Yeah, well, this is the thing. And they claim why this is not incest. Yeah. Which I guess there's still legalities against. It's, is it the entire country or just certain states don't want fucking incest? I don't think anyone's crazy about a mother-daughter duo doing it. Whatever. But they say this. Yeah. Uh, we don't touch at all. Yes, we tag team dudes. Yeah. But we don't touch each other while tag teaming. See, this the same shit happened with like those sisters. A lot of like twins will do that too. Twincest. Yeah, the twincest fucking porn. Yeah. You're fucking banging dudes in the same room. Just fucking start making out with each other. By the way, it's never enough for you, is it? You get twincest, <laughs> and yet you're still pissed that they're not doing enough. Yeah, it's Why annoying. aren't you eating each other's shit? That's all I'm looking at. That's all I'm paying attention to. Are they going to kiss? Are they going to kiss? Are she going to finger her? You've got twins. Yeah. Yeah, the twins going at it, but then, you know, they're just banging a dude or whatever. They're not fucking going at each other. Well, here's the deal here. The D's two say, uh, there we go. since we don't touch, now the psychologist, oh God, there they are next to each other, it looks like, on the sink. And she's and the mom's got an older dude. Yeah, that's nice. Dude. You know what I mean? I hope they're related, too. You know what I mean? For everybody. Ah! <laughs> Um, it's kind of Brady Bunch when you really think about it. It oh, is a little yeah. bit Brady Bunch. There they are, both up, face down, ass up. That mom knows what's up. Mm. Here, I don't understand this picture. Who needs a big fireplace if you live in Tampa? What are you going to do? <laughs> it's just uh, two days out of the year. It's uncomfortably hot. So that's my big problem with incest is you don't need that fireplace in Florida. <laughs> Take that same money and you just get a nice hot tub for yourself. It takes me out of the scene when I'm trying to jack. Yeah, oh, oh man, she just puts whipped cream on her titties. That's nice. The mom's fucking seems like much freakier than the daughter. Uh, well, you have to be. I mean, you got to do a lot of makeup work because the the mom's like fifty six, the daughter's twenty two, so the mom's got to bring some more stuff into her act. <laughs> it's almost like when you've been around uh, baseball a long time, you better develop a screwball. <laughs> now you don't want to come in at twenty years old with a screwball. You don't need it. You got the heater. You're going to need more weapons, basically. But And I tell this to old hookers. Get a junk pitch for yourself. Get a Cuban palm. A decent singer. It's sinker. going to throw motherfuckers off. Yeah, of course it is. Because they're uh, waiting for uh, the heat. This might be the first website I fucking like give my credit card information to <laughs> in years. That's really awful. <laughs> How much is it? How much for the sextants? Let's see. 
They're fucking. Oh, it's uh, $25 for 30 days. 25 bucks wow. a month. That's steep in 2012. I mean, yeah, those are 1996 prices. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Oh, this is a good deal. <laughs> it's streaming? Holy shit, I just got cable modem. It's going to be the She's best. She's in college. <laughs> and that's her roommate. Hot. Make sure you know if it renewals uh, automatically. Oh, it will. Good tip. Good tip. Peppy, I don't want because them. you'll forget about it, and boom, 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 <laughs> that's hitting off your credit card every month. Fucking, I turn, I'm turning around. It's a couple of years, a couple hundred bucks are gone. On a grand, because these fucking goddamn incest loving wars. Say the lack of respect is what bothers me. Now, this is a controversial subject. Where is the polling on this on on the iBang against or not incest or incest? Uh. Mother daughter porn too weird. People say twenty five percent for too weird. Seventy five percent just weird enough. See, that's the thing. That 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 concerns me. I don't. I I I'm in the fucking just weird enough. Really? Or maybe not enough weird. Not weird enough for me because they're the third option. Because I want them to make out and go down on each other. In other words, it's never enough for Peppy Hamburger. No, it's enough. I just, I just, you know, I want them to push the envelope. I want them to come something new. Fuck They've it. pushed the envelope. What They're, about some ass to ass? The envelope is wide open. They w they could do this. Now, this is my uh, favorite one in here. Uh, a feedback from Declinometer who says, liberalism run amok. This slippery slope doesn't exist. Right. So really, this is... Fucking Obamacare and uh, I don't, whatever, everybody, gay marriage and... The Obamacare, because of Obamacare, these women are forced into the porn trade. No, this is saying when we don't snap down enough on society. This ah. is where the live and let live gets you. All right. Now, tell me again, what would bring, what would the joy be of seeing the mother with the daughter? Well, who doesn't like a couple broads making out? A, right? Am I right? Right. But just think of the 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 billions of women that can do that mm. without it being incest. No, but see, this would be incest then. It's still mother daughter. They're just not mother daughter with each other. But maybe if you remind yourself that those other girls, they have daughters and or mothers, uh, therefore that nothing doesn't that work for you. Don't know. No thanks. Ooh, Monica Sexton was born in 90. Jesus. I want to get a picture of you for Instagram. My dead inside Instagram that I try to keep. <laughs> it's just people whose souls have rotted away with their internal organs. All right, look. On her on the daughter's profile, sexual orientation, bye. That means she should be down for the mom. Brandon, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, isn't it incest if the guy's been fucking the daughter, and then the mom sucks it off of his dick. No, I don't juices? think so. I don't think so. I no, think it's that's, too far. that's like a gray area, but yeah. it's, it's closer. I hope not. It's closer. Then I'd see a doctor <laughs> oh if that's a gray God. area. But it's closer to not. It's closer to the fucking not incest. That's just kind of dirty. I think that's just dating in the same circles. Uh, Brian, in Chicago, you're on Manifest. Ronnie, Fezzy, Pepper, Happer, happy Friday, guys. Oh, Jesus. Uh, you know, it's far too often that we leave Fezzy out of uh, these conversations. He needs to get in on this, yeah. As a fellow gay man, I would like to uh, point Fezzy to the uh, bareback um, Bellamy twins, oh. who uh, are twin brothers out of uh, Prague, who, you know, deal each other, and they're hot. Oh. I've never heard of the Bellamy twins. 
I heard of the Bellamy brothers. Those are twins? Uh, oh, I don't know. I think this is a prog gimmick. No one says they were identical twins. Hey, it could be for... Tur oh, God. Why are you so grossed out when you just love the other thing? <laughs> That's no different than the photos you were just showing oh, me. Way different. All right, see, I see what the problem is here. The, on the mom's profile, sexual orientation, straight, but learning. So maybe she's the fucking prude around here, not wanting to fucking get down. That old dog's looking for some new tricks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, favorite position, doggy style. All right. Well, that's because she likes to watch TV. <laughs> it's not enough, lady. All right, there you have it up on the iBang. I just, uh, it got ruined for me now with the fucking Bellamy Brothers. Yeah, that was creepy. I don't know why that guy called him with that. Show ruiner. Yeah. I prefer the Milton twins. One of them was pregnant at some point, still doing porn. Their twin really? Sister. Yeah. It was fucked. <laughs> I think it would be really sad if only one twin got pregnant. I think they both should get pregnant. Just like they both wear the same hats and scarves at the same time. Yeah. Here she is pregnant getting fucked. You know what? I think during pregnancy, I'd take a little time off the porn job. She got to get That's paid. That's something fucking Obamacare could get on. She's got to get paid. Boy, we didn't realize how much a second term was going to ruin this country. Fucking shit, man. This is so fucked up. God. <laughs> Stop it, please. Just turn it off. Okay, all right. Sorry. She was jacking somebody while reading a baby book. <laughs> That's terrible. She wants to know some great baby names. I don't like seeing porn if there's even like a fucking, like a car seat that you can see. <laughs> wow, is this another? Oh, this is the old stuff because I know they had stuff last night. <sighs> The whole place is coming apart. Those yeah. lions were right. Mines couldn't have been fucking more dead on. I can't wait to get my fucking bunker in, though. <laughs> Wasted for you. <laughs> Why well, have a bunker? This is Subway right near your house. Go down there and sit. <laughs> Die down there. No, it's an above fuck it. It's above ground in Queens. After uh, we even brought up the other stuff. I, and I wish we wouldn't get back to gay porn every day, but I'll just get this out. I'm going to get the gay out of the way so we can have a nice, friendly Friday. Oh, good. Uh, Elmo's victims are speaking out. <laughs> oh, shit. Giving details? Yeah. A lot of meth. A lot of go fast. A lot of get quick. Man, that's so huge in the gay community. Yeah. They just want to smoke meth and suck on dicks. Yeah. Just get so fucking that, wired. Guess, you know? <sighs> So he's giving underage kids fucking meth, getting high with them, yeah. and then, like, jerking and sucking. And... Yes. Oh, boy. This is exactly what it's going to sound like in court. <laughs> man, he likes twinks, man. Holy he shit. Does. He's fucking got this type. Look at this one. That looks like a girl. That's the thing. <laughs> Why is he just... Because an attractive man means you look like a girl. Oh. Uh... Like the fucking accused number two in that fucking V-neck tee looks like it could be a flat-chested woman. Yeah. That's the V-neck tees are a way of saying arrest me. <laughs> oh, boy. That's not going to help him in court. Nothing's going to help that guy. I don't think that they're pressing charges against him, though. What they're just saying is send some money over to the house. 
Yeah, you gotta get paid. Nobody bro. wants them to go to jail. What they want them to do is pay some of the money. I mean, they did. They did smoke his meth, right? I mean, uh, here's James in Utah. You're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, guys. The, just a little bit ago, I had a dream about trying to have sex with my sister, but she had this little, little tiny pussy, and I couldn't get in. I sat there and tried, and we sat there talking about it, trying to figure out. What does no. that dream mean? Well, do you know the difference between dreaming and being awake? Because I have a feeling this actually happened. <laughs> I, I told her about it. I told, told all my family about it. Well, we sure, you live in Utah. I'm sure you guys were eating fucking food while you said it. <laughs> <laughs> and green jello. Yeah. What? Yeah, they, no, no one sells more jello in the world jello. than Utah. They just eat the ass out of jello out there. Fuck that. Let me fuck that. This is a true fact. You don't even have to say fuck it. <laughs> I just gave you no, no. an actual fact. No. I, I, what's the deal with Utah and fucking Jello? No one else is eating that much Jello. What what happened there that made them fucking want so bad? They grew up on Jello. They love the shit out of it. It's their version of a hoagie, and that's it. That's a really shittier version of a hoagie. No kidding. It's a shittier version of a fucking gelato. It's the worst thing in the world. The only way that you should eat jello is if you're in prison <laughs> or third grade. In my school, they tried to put fucking jello on top of some ugly leaf of lettuce somehow and acted like it was a fucking salad. It's fucking great. It was always like, why is there a leaf under the fucking jello? It was to pass some kind of, you know. Oh, like, uh, Michelle Obama rule. Okay. Like, oh, the kids got to eat fucking healthy. Yeah, right. Whatever. I'm fucking drunk. They're getting their greens. It's just in Jello. Listen. Oh, and I... then sometimes they even put grapes in the Jello. It's getting fucking wild, man. Yeah, there was no difference between school and lockup as far <laughs> as I'm concerned. It feels exactly the same way. You got your fucking segment trays and your fucking yeah. shitty food and crazy lunch people. Yeah, and in both places, you're fucking spend most of the day in shop. <laughs> Passing fucking dope back and forth, and you're lighting toilet paper on fire, throwing it whenever fucking the, the a warden pisses you off. And fucking anyone up who fucking who's new there. It's like, hey, it's a new kid. Let's harass him. Oh, God. No, we were talking about the end of the world stuff. This is up on the iBank today. This is the Prime Minister of Australia. Oh, shit. My dear remaining fellow Australians, the end of the world is coming. It wasn't Y2K, it wasn't even the carbon price. It turns out that the Mayan calendar was true. While Australia's best and brightest at the CSIRO have not been able to confirm this, I'm confident in Triple J's prediction that the world is about to end. Whether the final blow comes from flesh-eating zombies, demonic hell beasts, or from the total triumph of K-pop. If you know one thing about me, it is this. I will always fight for you to the very end. And at least this means I won't have to do Q&A again. Good luck to you all. Jesus. Now, this was on some kind of funny morning show <laughs> over there, but could you imagine us finding that as funny here? People, for, Never. People would fucking see that freaking think it's real and freak out. 
Well, the Aussies have a different sense of humor, and I guess they can still do prank phone calls over there and not get any trouble. Yeah, so fine the Aussie morning show that called the hospital, talked to the nurse and pretended that they were the queen or whatever. Uh -huh. You heard that bit? Yeah. That nurse killed herself. So real funny, wake up Australia. Oh. Real fucking funny. Oh my god. Oh, fuck. I don't know what's going to happen to the morning show, but the guys on after them are probably going to have to spend two years at WJFK. <laughs> is there an Australian Jeremy Coleman somewhere? <laughs> there always is. Wow. Uh, I guess the they, she cared that much about fucking the shitty queen? I don't know what. I guess she was humiliated or fucked up from it. Or maybe she gets screamed at by her boss. That you know, you're not supposed to be answering any questions. But I mean, there's the funny joke. Oh, she's obviously was dumb. Some people they take it fucking hard when people mock them out. Come on, lady. Well, she can't listen to me now. So what's the point? Yeah, you're not talking her <laughs> down. <laughs> now, do you blame the people who pulled the prank at all? Uh, no, because, I mean, it's there was no reason for her to fucking kill herself, and there's no reason for anyone to think they'd kill themselves over a fucking prank phone call. I mean, losing your job, that would suck. But I'm sure they were all given fucking strict orders. Hey, don't fucking talk about See, the queen. Princess. I consider this the fucking new prank. She pranked those dudes by killing herself. Now they got to deal with her fucking weirdness. It's a prank back. Where are you on this, Fez? What would you do? Uh, yeah, I think they uh, had a hand in this. They humiliated her. She was obviously distraught that she had let down the royal family. Now, is this worse than pretending that you're a ghost on an elevator? I mean, your way of doing it, everyone who's ever been on a prank TV show, Candid Camera... Uh, or fucking 90% of the YouTubes should go and kill themselves. JT should have killed himself because of Isaac Kutcher saying he's repossessing his shit on Punk. Or Justin Bieber. And supposedly himself. now he said he was high as a motherfucker and that's why he started crying. He just said he was all high up. He tried to make it fucking cooler. I've uh, never fucking cried because I was too stoned. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't have everybody coming back taking your guitars. <laughs> I've been fucking pulled out, fucking arrested, thrown in the back of a squad car, fucking. So how come Fez in the history of Candid Camera, no one ever killed themselves? Um, well, I guess they didn't uh, didn't do it to someone who is mentally disturbed. But she was in the hospital. If though. you're mentally disturbed, then you shouldn't be a fucking nurse. <laughs> <laughs> she obviously just... was having some emotional problems. They picked her as a target. They didn't pick her as a target. They called the fucking hospital. I know you haven't had time to think about this. It's a tight morning again. Yeah. Back to a tight morning. I kind of... Right. No, we had a couple days on. I kind of blame Kate Middleton and the fucking whacked out fucking royal family for having such a goddamn hard-on for their privacy. Maybe That's they... any patient. Come on, man. You should have seen the privacy I had when I was in the hospital. I didn't hear from anybody. Not even a fucking peep. Not even a peep. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous to think anyone should kill themselves over a prank phone call.
If anything, fucking sue. Make a little fucking do-re-me for yourself. Oh, yeah. Here's what the Australian radio station had to say. Um, they said this. Sincerely apologizes for any inconvenience caused by the inquiry. Uh, the radio's uh, segment was done with the best intentions. We're glad to hear that Kate is doing well, and we wish her all the best. Australia's the best. Oh my god, what fucking asshole! A woman is dead. That can't possibly be the best possible intentions. Now the hospital said this: um, that this woman that you say was mentally deranged or something was happy and friendly and very popular around the hospital. She's just one of those people, I guess, that can't be on fucking candy camera. The only, maybe the only one in the history of the world. That doesn't mean... You know she wasn't mentally deranged if she was fucking working as a nurse. No, yeah. You know kind of stuff they see? They come, they see people running there and they got their dicks fucking burning inside a toaster. Oh, oh. They see terrible stuff. Their guts People up. shit all over themselves, piss themselves. This fucking lady couldn't take a joke and she's, she's in triage? No, and... Two fucking days before, they said she had a guy whose ball sack was filled with maggots. Oh! And that was fine. No! That was fine. That didn't bother her. She was working her private job in her private oh. life, and these guys put her uh, into a humiliating spot. Yes, they are responsible. Fuck that. She fucked up. Who would fucking take a call from the Queen of England? You think the Queen of England would be the first person you talk to? You talk to fucking someone who's running her shit. She probably That's can't even use a fucking cell phone. Now you sound like her boss right before she <laughs> fucking slit her own throat. <laughs> you know that. Think, lady, come on, Jacinda, whatever the fuck your name is. Jacinda. Right? Is that her name? I think so. Yeah, Jacinda. <laughs> you fucking you think fucking Prince Charles <laughs> the Queen are going to be at a conference call? They just go there or call the fucking prince on his fucking cell phone, not call the hospital. As slurry and stupid as he is, he has a point. The queen not, probably doesn't even know how to dial a fucking and phone. And <laughs> is the queen. Has Kate do it? Oi! Come on. It's Did retarded. you just yell oi? Yeah. Like it was one of those fucking Scott things? Oi, oi, oi! Um, hey, Bone Crusher, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, how you doing? A million bucks. Hey. So, so, so the, the comment I wanted to make was, uh, how could she be mentally deranged? She's in not. Fez hospital, made that up. They, Anyone they who kills a, themselves is probably having emotional problems. That's more than likely. So what's your point? To, the, the point? The point I have is that they who are they going to pick to take care of the royal family at that hospital? Their top people. I guarantee you she was probably one of their top That's what it was. She was so fucking thinking, like, I'm on top of the world. I'm going to be the one who sees Kate's vagina. I just love my life. Oh, that's nice. Oh, oh, mumsy and dadsy. Everything's going great for me. Not like your other kids. And then she becomes the, the joke with this phone call, and her ego couldn't handle it. Stupid. Most people just got to realize you just got to fucking shake it off. All right, put it in the loss column. That's all. You got fucking shelled. You gave up five runs in one inning. That's it. It's always another game, dog. Come on, Jacintha.
God damn it. What's the worst that would have actually happened? She would have gotten fired. But then she could have fucking sued the fucking shitty Australian. Got some Australian bucks or whatever the fuck they use she over there. Everybody in the fucking country would have been on her side. It's not like she fucking went in and go, oh, you know, uh, I'll fucking explain what's going on with the secrecy of the royal family. She handled herself. Why does the royal family need any secrecy? They're just rich people. That's Why all do they is. have a fucking king or queen anyway? That's like having a... You ever see the size of that place? It's like having the king of Pennsylvania. It means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it really doesn't. And, like, and they have a billion dollars, and they're like, oh, they got all that money. Where'd they get the money? From the people. Yeah. They fucking took it in. I mean, everyone sits around and talks about the lotto. That's all this is, is generations of lottery winners. And there's lords of Berkshire, wherever the fuck. And they, those are just like farms. Um, here's uh, Liam. You're on the Run of Fez show. Booking? Hey, Ronnie B. Um, yeah. I, I just wanted to make the point that uh, you can always make when someone commits suicide that, uh, it, you know, the Australians, maybe they piss people off doing a prank phone call, but in this story, there's only one person who's ever taken a human life in the story, and it's the woman who killed herself. So I can't have any kind of sympathy for someone who could kill a human being. I mean, I've seen Mad Max, so those Australians probably have killed people before, too. Oh, they're all crazy. I mean, let's face it. They're <laughs> fucking spawned from criminals. It's an it's an island <laughs> of fucking criminals' DNA. Just creepy, drunk fucking maniacs. I mean, this would be like if there was a, an, if there was a country called Sing Sing. Would you ever <laughs> want to fucking visit it? No, thanks. It's very scary. The country of San Quentin would like to send their ambassador. Yeah. San Quentin's radio fucking morning show. <laughs> <laughs> fucking crazy bastards. Um, here's Todd. Todd, you're on the run of Fez show. How you doing, boys? Yeah. Hey, Fezzy, I got a quick question for you, sir. Sure. Uh, you guys played a prank recently on Jerry Barca when you and uh, Paulo made out on the couch. Oh, prank gone and, bad. Uh, what if uh, something, he would have taken offense to that, and either because of his reaction and the way he reacted, what if he would have killed himself, which you would have felt responsible? Because you were playing a prank on him, and it was something obviously he didn't want to address. It was certainly a much more disgusting with. prank than the one that got... Played on oh, this nurse. Completely different thing. 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 Jerry Barker walked into a radio studio. Yeah, but he thought he was walking in just like normal, and a, and a prank was played. And he wasn't held here against his will and forced to look at anything. Well, nobody there was. And she could have hung up the phone like a normal person, which her boss probably screamed at her. Just hang up. All right, all right, Cole, well, I'm getting some more details here. Yeah. She, or the, the lady that killed herself was the first person to pick up the call. She transferred it to fucking Kate Millen's private nurse. So the private nurse gave these two fucking idiots Yeah, but details. she probably wasn't supposed to even transfer it. Oh. Yeah. She was running the fucking switchboard. Like, I'm sure everybody got shit rained on them there. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's fucking insane, man. Mel and Michael in the morning. Yeah, they're good, man. They're fucking dominating. Is that blonde, one of them? Yeah, that's Mel. That's weird. Yeah. I guess she was the queen. 
I bet she's shitting herself right now, trying to fucking stop any goddamn credit card stuff she has on Christmas presents. <laughs> <laughs> I am not buying those jet skis. They're being returned immediately. Probably losing my job. You don't understand. We thought we were funny one day. <laughs> we never thought this could possibly work. See, here's the thing. And this is what's fucked up about the English. You know what about all the British people? She killed herself because she feels like she disgraced or mocked out her queen. They put somebody above their self. Yeah. The queen. Over there, you're not even like... The, you're not even allowed to fucking post a lot of this stuff on the Queen's family. Oh, yeah, so, they'll freak out. Yeah, you can't have, like, TMZ is allowed to pick on everybody over there but the fucking Queen. Yeah, and the pictures of, like... Their Kate, TMZ, or, I mean. Uh, the, and the pictures of, like, Kate Middleton or whatever that were in France when she was for titties and ass. Yeah. And they, they like, the, the fucking paper that published them. They didn't get a French paper to publish them because no one in Britain would buy them. Because they were like, no, we can't do that. That's the fucking princess or whatever. She's not a princess. She's some fucking girl. That he met in college. She's like Everything's some... normal except then you guys have ceremonies and act like something happened. And it Sh didn't. Shitloads of money. I think it's the most embarrassing thing in the world in 2012. The last days of the Mayan calendar to walk around and tell people you're a prince. Don't they realize it's all going to be fucking over in two weeks? It's not fucking real. It's a lie. But people love it. I remember when they got married, people were staying up all night to watch oh, it. Oh, yeah. And they're like, I'm a fucking Anglophile. And I'm like, well, I have more respect for pedophiles. That's if, I mean, if you're starting to file people up. <laughs> I'd rather you fuck kids than appreciate the British culture, all right, motherfucker? Because you know what? We kicked their fucking scumbag buck tooth fucking asses out of this country. All right, let's not like get fucking three hundred years ago. <laughs> not three hundred, but okay, you're on a roll. I say, <laughs> there's no sense of the. Wait, oh yeah, we're <laughs> fuck. <laughs> it was about two hundred thirty-six years ago. We started stomping ass. But then they came back and burnt the White House. I mean, the whole thing didn't go as good as we thought. <laughs> they basically won every battle, but got tired of fucking wasting money sending stuff over here. It was back then a long fucking haul. Oh, yeah, it still is. I still would only like to have a war next to somebody in my neighborhood. <laughs> Let's just fucking take Mexico over. Do what with it? I, I don't know. Test bombs. <laughs> we could do that anyway. <laughs> I mean, Mexico City is just a giant slum. That's the only fucking town down there. Still, it's nice. Whatever happened when... Uh, there used to be some... Oh, Acapulco used to... That name was like a big tourist attraction at one time. And now you never hear of anyone going to Acapulco. I heard they got that dry heat, right? So it's fucking not yes. too much humidity. It's all dry. <laughs> the whole place is well, a I'm fucking saying, dry heat. Low fucking humidity, <laughs> yeah. but it's fucking hot out. Yeah. You know? So what? It's better than fucking humidity. Humidity is disgusting. I'd rather I, just have the fucking sun beating down on me than having some fucking fucked up humidity. That has nothing to do with anything that we're talking about. Oh, I'd go to Acapulco. Fuck it. Why don't you then, man? You'd be the only American down there in like 25 years. <laughs> Elvis did a fucking movie from there. Badass. Well, he said it was a movie. It was him standing in front of blue screen in his garage. <laughs> so they sent a fucking second director down there to shoot all the Acapulco stuff. And then... 
<laughs> they put Elvis in a fucking golf cart, told him it was a Cadillac. He's just driving around. Yeah, yeah, man, Acapulco. This movie's going to be great. Every fucking movie. Hell yeah. What's wrong with it? Acapulco looks nice, though. Yeah, people used to love it. I think Cancun took over the whole fucking, like, the premier Mexican destination for people. Do me a favor and call up Turner Classic Movies. Okay. And say, could you just do just the fucking hardcore Elvis weekend for Ronnie B? Just fucking pillar to post every Elvis movie ever done in a row. And I'll try to stay up the whole time. All right. Hardcore Elvis weekend. Yeah. Turner Classic Movies. Because, like, I mean, obviously those movies aren't good enough for them to run. They're <laughs> running all the good ones. You know, they're, they're yeah. trying to run Oscar winners. But I would just, you just never see Elvis movies on TV, and they're all fucking hysterical. <sighs> there was one, whatever one was, he was a cliff diver. That might have been Acapulco. But he said that some little kid was managing him. He's like, you're my manager now, man. And the fucking funniest thing is this was like a tiny kid, and Elvis used to stand like balls high to his face, but he had the Elvis stance, so his fuck, he was pushing his pelvis out. <laughs> He's just thrusting his cock in his kid's head. Yeah, one night I was fucking high as a motherfucker watching Elvis movies, <laughs> and this thing had me live. Like, look how high he's wearing his... Look, go back to that other scene and see how he was just standing when the girl walked away. Watch. Watch his fucking hips. See how I was just stand like that? <laughs> well, a little kid's face was like there the whole time. He'd be like, hey, Paco, man, did you give me any more gigs? And this like little kid. <laughs> I'm doing what I can. Oh, shit. I want to see this fucking movie. Yeah, they're all great. They're all just fucking hysterical. Wait, why is he on a trapeze? Yeah, because like, a lot of times he has to get up on trapezes and shit, you know? Uh, make, he's a singer. Yeah, he's a singer who fucking trapezes around. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> Look what a bikini was like there. It was a fucking almost a one piece with just a little slit in the middle. Might have been a fucking burka. Fucking See, that dude's trying to keep his chick away from Elvis. Forget about it. Elvis is going to get her. Is that Paco? Yeah, I think that's him. <laughs> Come on, man. You don't even know what you're doing. Like, you can tell, look, Elvis ain't there at all. He is fucking nowhere near that place. Oh, yeah. Wow. Look, that, that is just, that's not even a blue screen. That's someone painted that. And the stunt diver wasn't even a good diver. He just fell off the board. Oh, that brought pissed Hey, don't Elvis. be mad at me. I just have a lot of girlfriends. See, wherever he goes, Damn, there's Elvis. a lot of fucking chicks dig Elvis. Yeah, man, you're going to manage me. Yeah, that's it. Hug me. Hug me, Paco. Look, that's fucking not a it's dive. Not even, that's a fall. It's not even a high diving board. <laughs> but he just falls off the end of the board. All right, fucking, that was another broad. Uh, Joe, you're on the Run of Fed show. Hey, Ronnie, you remember that movie, Follow That Dream, when he owned the boot shop down in Ocala? Oh, yeah. yeah. That was filmed right downtown Ocala at the bank now on downtown square. Yeah, it's, it's all very interesting. Follow That Dream, they were kind of living on the beach. They were very lazy. He, he always had white trash families. Cool. You never see Elvis in a movie where I like his dad is a doctor. <laughs> and then we brought up Kid Galahad. That was shot up in the Catskills. That's when he was a boxer, a singing boxer. Yeah. He always had rugged jobs. He would, like, die for treasure. He'd be a roustabout, a fucking car race driver. You never see a movie where Elvis is working as an accountant. <laughs> Man, I got to get all these numbers together. Damn it. 
Balls you would never ass. see Elvis in office space. This is great. I got to win that championship fight, man. I got to do it. Oh, shit. Elvis is getting fucked up. Yeah, well, he's just learning. Don't oh, worry. Okay. It's right. going to fucking come together. I was worried. Look at his body. He looks like fucking Jethro Bodine, but with a pretty face. <laughs> Elvis got a girl face, man. Oh, there's fucking uh, Bronson. Yeah. <laughs> That's Charles Bronson was his corner man. Come on, Elvis. Bronson should have been the one boxing. It doesn't make any sense. I'm only fighting for you. I fell in love with your daughter. I know it's going to piss you off. There would always be like a gruff guy that didn't like Elvis too much. And then Elvis would fall in love with his daughter. And they would try to keep him apart because Elvis had a reputation as a ladies man. Yeah. It's not like that with her, man. He's going to break her heart. Yeah. See, look at that. That guy, he loves his daughter so much. Guess who's going to fuck her? Elvis. He's going to beat that shit up while Charles Bronson watches. How come you never brought up the big birthday today? I didn't know. You didn't know it's Tom Waits' birthday. I didn't know it was Tom Waits' birthday. I should have been every song today. It's Black Friday. Oh, Black. Shower Bench wrote in, if someone's going to do a prank like this, it better be funny as Singapore Air. See, we weren't allowed to do prank phone calls uh, on our show, but if somebody would call in, then we would try to keep them on the line, right? <laughs> yeah. And our hotline number was very close to an airline's number, but they even stopped that. You had to say... You're on the air. And the GM was like, just tell them they're on the air and then do your bit. I'm like, how's that fucking that funny? Ruins how's that pranky? No one's going to kill themselves then. <laughs> That's what you said to them? Yeah. I go, if we're going to fucking become the kind of show that gets people to kill themselves, you and Shower Bench ever become friends again? Oh, no. No. You and Blowhard? No. Oh. Nope. You and Mikey? Nope. You and anybody, Fess? Did you and anybody ever become friends again? What could you do to get Shower Bench back? Uh, denounce my homosexuality. If you're willing to do that, dude, I would fucking lo that would be great. Go back to a church that I don't believe in. Okay, all right, making some progress. I'm not doing either of those things. Why not? It's the bench. Oh, thanks for everybody for, uh, we got a prizing about today too, right? Um, from yesterday? Yeah. The, um, <clears throat> from director Michael Bonfiglio, you don't know Bo, uh, he's going to send us some signed DVDs, uh, before Christmas, he'll get them out to us. The two mm -hmm. winners, first responders, who are getting signed, you don't know Bo, ESPN 30 for 30 DVDs, Big Ta 70 and Jebga 1972. All right. Twitter. Jeff Guy, 1972, and Big Ta 70. You guys are first responder winners. Nice 40-year-old guy and a 42-year-old guy. <laughs> um, Maybe they went to high school together. Uh, this was up, too, on Twitter that uh, Michael Bonfiglio, who was in here, is going to be live tweeting during that. So yeah. I know that the, the guy who did the um, other thing, uh, who did the Rolling Stones one, also did the same thing. And people were writing back and forth to him. This is great. I had no idea Bo Jackson was good in two sports. You know, stuff like that. 
holy shit, I couldn't believe he hit the ball that far. And then scored a touchdown. Not finished with it yet, but I bet this guy's in the hole. Th- oh, God. No. I hope his, his hips look great. Nothing will ever go wrong with him. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Here's Greg, Houston, your manifest. Hey, man, I've got to make sure I get them uh, TPC reports out there, man, because uh, I've got to make sure i got like eight different bosses and everything, man. This is Elvis on yeah, boss on office space. But here's the thing. Who's running the uh, phones today? Kokomo Joe. Send Kokomo Joe in here. Joe, come on in here. I don't know why it isn't enough that I say it to him. He's got to fucking hear from you, but tell him to tiptoe his ass in here quick as he can. Dainty ass motherfucker. Number one, when you got a bit like that, put it up as Elvis's office space. Okay. Okay? Don't be having me go, Greg, and then hear me. I'm hearing him do Elvis's office space. Two, congratulations on putting up stuff on Do the Eye Bank. Yeah. Why wait till the last day? I did. I did. Did I? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we're picking a winner today. Yeah. Oh, cool. A big old winner. Let's see. I don't know which one that you did. Oh, uh, these uh, are up yeah. on the Eye Bank today. We're going to give out a great know. prize. And mine's better than Dana's, too. All right, where is yours and Dana's so, at the bottom? Well, this is Dana's. Let's start with hers, and we'll start end That's, strong with mine. All right, hers is faked? I think so. Yeah, I, think I know it is. so. She didn't. The mine's up oh, two rows right there. Okay, so that is the I bang, internal bang, and the, the exclamation points to Rastafarian with one gigantic arm. And he's like, want to buy a bike, and he's smoking a doobie. Okay. And the other one's an alligator with a beard, and he's wearing a shirt that says, I bang cougars, and he's going, That's good. Grr. And then we have a son <laughs> in the corner wearing sunglasses. All right, that's good. Because he, he doesn't need it. Right. And then on the left side, we have some biddies, uh, and they're like, <laughs> so cute. Uh, I want to entero bang them, That's and good. then uh, I have another one above that, and then it says buy a coke twenty two years, and then it says at the bottom blow your dome, bro, blow your dome, bro. You know why? I mean, obviously yeah. you can't win because yeah. you're an intern here, yeah. but you probably would have won because this thing is just wacky. It's so good. And if we ever put out an album, this should be the cover. <laughs> okay, oh, cool. Yeah. I love the Rasta exclamation point. Yeah, For I me, like it's still too. the sun with the sunglasses because, like, <laughs> know, uh, how could the sun get in his eyes? It's him. I know. It's the sun. All right, let's take a look at some of the other ones. I like the one. Uh, I like when, like, I like that one there where the girls make out the eye bang and they're laying oh, on the floor. That's good. Oh, that's pretty good. Sexy. Yeah, Joe, you like that, huh? I don't know. That one's pretty good. The uh, 3D image one. Yeah, where, I like, couldn't see it. Cross eyed. Yeah, no, Fez no, no, no. had to look at it for me. I'm not even trying. I like the one from Philly, though, with all the Philly stuff. I might get my pick. It's pennies, I guess, or something. Some or sort of nuts. Candy or something. I think those are Buckeyes. All right, there you have it. Ooh. Fez, is that yours? Yeah, that's good. my hairy eye bang. When did you put that in? Uh, yesterday afternoon. Why do you guys put them in so late? <laughs> and we put that in at the beginning. Uh, uh, why didn't you get a tat? Uh, well, I didn't have time to get the tap, but I thought it was more clever to turn my question mark into an Intera bang. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Why didn't you get the tat and do that? Because you already hate Batman, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, and what would be nice is actually to get the question mark part of it touched up, too. I Look rem- how faded. Yeah, I remember yeah. when that thing was so, like, bright turquoise. You had one of the brightest tattoos I ever saw. It almost looked metallic. 
Yeah, you're right. It did. It looked like if the Terminator had a fucking tattoo. Whoa. So you would want to do that? Yeah, I would totally do that. Get the other one fixed up. Maybe even a little bit more red in my buccaneer tattoo. Right. Right. Now you're just trying to get your, you know, you're, maybe if I get a new fucking couch and a TV, you know, make it a whole nice thing yeah. for Christmas. Maybe get a wine cooler or something, yeah. You just go overboard. You just push and push and push. Didn't Dana say that she would get an internal bank tattoo? Yeah, but only she if got, she got a job here. This is an easy tattoo to get because it's kind of a, like a cool tattoo. Yeah, it is a cool like, tattoo. It's not like a... But just get her neck. Yeah, she has to get a face tattoo. That would be really She has to get it on her eyelids, one exclamation point, one eyelid. You know, Mike Tyson has one on his neck and it always on his face. It always looks so good. Hell you know, yeah. I was always saying, fuck, where'd you get that, Mike? I know. I mean, I, I'd never noticed it. I didn't even know until just now. Yeah, it's if you thing. look close, on the left side of his face, not oh, the right yeah, side. yeah. See, like, oh, look yeah. above the left eye this and then down on the oh. cheek there. Well, it's, yeah, yeah it's his there. left. His huh. left. Let me point that out. <laughs> camera Not left. Not yours, yeah. Or camera right. I mean, Exit. Yeah. Camera left. <laughs> yeah, this is actually really big. Kind of big. I don't know. Yeah. He looks good. Yeah, he is. a good-looking man. He's taking his show on the road. Mm -hmm. The one-man show. Yeah. Hey, Pips is going to see him in New Jersey. Are you, Pips? Yeah, I was so angry that I missed out on his show here because the tickets were so much, so I said, fuck it, in Jersey, a lot cheaper, I'm definitely going. How much are they in Jersey? I think they're like 100-something, which is cheaper than like 300. They were 300 on Broadway? Yeah, like Holy premium shit. seats were insane, and there was like a meet and greet, you like 1,000, it was, it was craziness. It's Book of Mormon prices. Is it really that expensive? Yeah. This is why people hate Broadway. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, it's and then they shut down, what's her name, show, your, your morning girl. Oh, um, uh, Hoda? No, Hoda's girlfriend. Oh, uh, Kathy. She had a Broadway show she wrote. <laughs> I think it was called Me and Gifford. It was about her and Frank Gifford. <laughs> You've got an old dick, I'm gonna suck it. Oh my God. <laughs> but uh, they, it only ran for three weeks. So it's really great. There's even a, a clip online of her saying, you're shutting the show down. And it's during Wednesday Wines Day. <laughs> she's just pounding wine and she's all teared up. I love and I can't feel <laughs> sorry for anybody because most people don't get a fucking show at all. I know. She got that. I love that his show gets shut down after three weeks. Yeah. Was her son involved? I know she loves that son of hers, right, Cody? Yeah, Cody. No, I believe he's at USC. She gave that motherfucker a summer job doing um, movie reviews oh, yeah, for the Today Show. Uh, and he was always like... Kids in my generation love action. Well, this has got plenty of action for you millennials. This is like, what the <laughs> fuck? She's like, isn't he doing good? And I'm like, no. Anyone's kid could be doing that. Kathy Lee's way too proud of that kid. I yeah. love this movie more than the gold watch my dad gave me. <laughs> yeah, we don't all have gold watches there, Code. Sometimes when my parents go out, I have giant parties and fuck hookers on the floor and do coke. <laughs> and then the next day, I get into USC like there's no problem. Because we're rich. Yeah, I know. That mother of yours is real fucking drunk, huh? If you love the King's Speech, you'll love the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> it's so awesome, I start to tingle in my balls. <laughs> Fez, have you seen the Batman yet? No, I haven't seen Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> How have you not seen fucking Dark Knight Rises? I have it's not watched it. 
It's on demand. Uh, I haven't watched it. I watched the Honest Trailer on the IB Wire. Why would you do that looks... before you watch the goddamn movie? Yeah. And it looks horrible. Now I really don't. I have even less interest in the Dark Knight Rises. You're going to love it once you see it. And that you haven't seen it yet is fucking crazy to me. I feel like I'm going fucking insane. I feel like I'm fucking a nurse. And a when did you watch it? <laughs> What's that? Did you watch it in the theater or just on TV? No, I night? fucking download the bootleg. Fast forward to all the good parts. <laughs> <laughs> What's the good part? I don't know. How I do see? you know what the good parts are if you haven't seen it yet? It's like if there's like lots of dialogue or fucking... Just, like, I don't want to hear what they're saying. I just go to the parts where, like, Bane's there, right? I'll see, all right, Bane's doing something. And then... Uh, <sighs> Bane. Yeah, exactly. But then they, those parts weren't that good. Then when they, when they get into a fight, and then when he's in that prison, and then when, like, I don't know, fucking... You're God. every bit as good as fucking Cody. <laughs> I should be. Yeah. I should be on the Today Show. I, but only on <laughs> Wednesday. You should be on the Too Gay Show. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> uh, now the show's Too Gay Guys. No. What's that? Happen. I'm straight. <laughs> like, if you guys start being gay together. <laughs> you have to go to HR. We're in a relationship. <laughs> HR for what? Do you have to do that here? Yep. I think technically you have to, but I don't know anyone who does. What does HR stand for? Homoerotic? Oh, oh shit. shit! Oh, fuck, that yeah, hurts. Uh, it's a, oh, hold on, there's going to be a comeback. He's back away. Yeah, good luck getting a, a job here through uh, HR. Yeah. What? God, that isn't a fucking... Oh, that's that's not so mean. Funny bit. <laughs> supposed to like, do something funny back, like we'll all be buddies. Don't worry, Kokomo. We're going to see Rob today. Okay. Rob was all talking to you about you the other day. I was talking to His him. His what? He was saying nice things about you. Oh, cool. He was like, yeah, I like that kid. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I can do raps for him if he needs it. He does need it. If he it. needs he someone needs to do raps for him, I can I can be there. Um, Brian, you're on the Manifest show. Ronnie, you're falling for the Fez trap again. You know he's lying about seeing Batman. You're right. God damn it. I have not seen it. I can't believe that, though, Fez. There's no way to believe anything that you say. Because how, how do we know when you're lying or just fibbing? It's so difficult to tell apart. It's all topsy-turvy. What's up is down. What's black is white. What's Chinese is Caucasian. Oh, we don't no. know what, what to do anymore. <laughs> so uh, Chinese food's white food? Yeah. By the way, there they call Chinese. Hey, give me a DMC. Over there, they call Chinese food just food. They should call it Chinese food. <laughs> yeah, they we should still call it Chinese food. Country. I would if I was a Chinese kid. I go, Mom, can we eat something besides Chinese food? Yeah. <laughs> you think they call it hamburgers like if they're going out for hamburger price? Man, you want to go out for American food tonight? They call it roundies. Yeah. Really? Oh, Is that it? That's the thing. How dare they? How dare they talk about us that way? I don't like that racist bullshit. I don't care how many people are in their shitty country. 17 billion. What? So many. Yeah, they got a lot of people, Joe, so? Joe, you nope. should get liquored up before you... Uh, Oh, yeah. No, I'm way ahead of you. John, what can we do for you, buddy? Hey, Ronnie B. Looks like your buddy Stevie Baldwin's uh, in trouble with the IRS. Better go have a talk with him. Um, 
500000 what he owes. Yeah, he could get four years in jail. I would tell him just to call his brother and say, give me um, half a mil. Yeah, he's got it. He's a fucking baller. How close do you think those he's brothers actually are? As close as any brothers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like they still have the same room like when they were kids. They should. They should. One one summer, they should all live back together again and make it a reality God, show. That'd be a great <laughs> yeah, fucking reality after show. It. It's like being Baldwin. <laughs> all right, we're going to be picking uh, the big prize at the end. If you like to put your opinions, it's up on the iBang. <laughs> Maybe you might even want to pick Kokomo Joe. Do it. You guys should. Cause, cause. Maybe you even want to pick Dumb Dana or Fez's arm. I it's drew, all up there. I drew that exclamation point. Thank you very much. It was fucking spot on. Was it with permanent marker? Yes. Why did you guys wait till the last? Day? The only kind of marker. Cause I'm shitty. Thanks. Finally, a fucking honest answer around here. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Stop. I mean, appreciate. Well, it. I would. I would have done it sooner. I just. I just didn't have the right shoots for it. So I got them yesterday, and I drew the picture. Just did not have the right shoes, though. <sighs> you talk crazy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so did you and Rob already talk? No. Uh, it just. Uh, the, we've been busy. I've been busy, so like the meeting has been pushed back. Say four thirty today. I will tell you this: Rob hasn't been busy. I was saying, I go by there every day, and he's just looking out the window, trying to go like this, pick a favorite building. I'm like, Rob, <laughs> somebody's gonna see you doing that. You know that you're not getting your work done. Jesus. In the meantime, XMU was off the air. It was just fucking was dead air. No, no. While there was a record skipping, you could just skip because oh. they still use vinyl. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, hipsters enjoy that. They I didn't go, know that they did. They gotta go yeah. digital, man. It's a digital age. If I had the fucking perfect way to make money, it would be Hipster Time Machine. And just put fucking hipsters <laughs> in a time machine and send them to the decade of their choice. No, because it wouldn't be cool at that point. You know, it'd be like, it'd be good for like the first week. The interesting thing is, no matter what decade you went back to, you'd get beat up. <laughs> if they went to like the 60s they'd dress up in like 40s gear like <laughs> oh you see this World War 2 jacket I got this is awesome why are you wearing a zoot suit dude dude it's cool it's in <laughs> but it was weird as a lot of guys were doing that then yeah. too oh no like you hear this new uh, I, don't, I don't know 40s artist that just came out that never mind. No, go ahead. I want to hear it. No, I want to hear it. All right. You guys hear about the new, uh, this new LP that I just bought at the LP store because that's the thing because we're in the 60s. Yeah, I have heard it. It's really good. Oh, never mind. You can have it then because it's not this, cool. This is what happens when you don't have a brother and you just sit around talking to yourself <laughs> when you're growing up. I had two brothers. Really? Yeah. They gay too, or no? I'm not gay, but they're not either. Twincest. One of you is. No, forty percent of people are gay. I got that from <laughs> D Dog Data. Kathleen just sent me something that just said uh, clam bake, clam bake. Dana's very excited for uh, Gabby Douglas. Dana's here today? Yeah, she came in. Let's send her in. Oh, no, she's upstairs. I don't know why. why. I don't know. 
Oh. Uh. She's grabbing uh, her book for Gabby to sign. Well, first of all, I haven't even announced that Gabby Douglas is coming in. So this is like a, a really a interesting way for you to put it out there. So anyway, uh, Gabby Douglas is coming in today. Oh, cool. I guess. Awesome. Did you drink last night? No. Couldn't sleep, though. I didn't sleep well either. I was up to about four in the morning. That I passed out for like three hours. Why didn't you fucking call me? Because I almost had the same exact thing. And then I woke up early. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on Yeah, here? I was up at 7.30. And then I came here. Weird. My brain feels foggy. You just said froggy. I meant to say foggy. Oh, no. I. I'm going to just uh, write, like, screw you, Dana, on this and say Gabby Douglas. Gabby Douglas, yeah. I didn't even know that she was in here today. Because yeah. this isn't her day, right? No, no, she's never here on Friday. Yeah, she just came in for Gabby Douglas and no, a certain confidential don't, thing. don't. No, I wouldn't. You're not allowed. I know, I'm not. Don't be fucking him. I won't. Don't be me. Don't I won't. Be. I don't so want really, to So really, that's why she came in, not Possibly Gabby. for the thing. I don't even know what you're talking about. Plus, I learned a new magic trick, and I was going to show her it today. A new what? Magic trick. What is it? Uh, well, I need a quarter. How to make your penis disappear? No. I don't carry change around. Oh, hey, a quarter. Hey. Okay. All right, ready? All right. All right, all right. You see this in my hand? Yeah. I put it in my other hand, and it disappears, and I point at it and squeeze my other hand, mm. and I open it, and what? It's behind my ear. Oh, yeah, that's really good. Uh, okay. No. Alright. You see this that's, cup of pens, right? Yeah. Ah! That's my <laughs> trick. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Holy shit. So many. That's my fucking Where the trick. pens go. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. <laughs> sure, I'll pick these up. I can't believe that this kid's Puerto Rican. Yeah. It, it, I think it, this is these are lies. No, it's fact. It it it, it happened. Look at your complexion. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I got well. I got Jewish a lot on the eye bang. Yeah, yeah. Um, For your video. Yeah, I'm. I'm more. I'm Puerto Rican. I'm half Puerto Rican. So, yeah. Drew Brees gave a million dollars to the people that were in the last hurricane. Damn. One that did not even hit Louisiana. That man is a saint. He. I know what I'm saying. <laughs> I wrote him a note and I said, Drew, save your money for the next time it hits down there. Yeah. You might need it. He's a really big fan of wind energy. He's just giving away his fucking money. That's a good dude, though. They said that he gave more money than the Giants and Jets combined. That's not surprising. They seem like a bunch of selfish assholes. I don't like to attack people for what they did or didn't Especially give. Especially that Rex Ryan. What's up with your Gabby Douglas now? Uh, and what's uh, Sway? Okay. <laughs> Should be a few moments. Oh. Uh, Filtered Excellence is up. Really great stuff. Of course, the Ed Burns movie. Um, uh, the You Don't Know Bo movie. Replacements Doc is on there. 
uh, Double Kill Bill on big screen down in Austin. Also, all up on the Filtered Excellence. Go and check that out. Also, you can go over and put in your opinions on who should win the big prize on the Do the Eye Bang. Do that shit. And there's also a great picture up on the Eye Bang about the Freaks and Geeks reunion. Oh, people must be losing it. It's weird how that show was not a hit, and yet here we are like 12 years mm -hmm. later, people talk about it constantly. And then like, I don't know, let's say Raymond was on the air number one for like seven yeah. years, and no one seems to give a shit. Yeah. Nope. Raymond can walk through a mall and nobody even says anything to mm -hmm. him. Well, if this had a seven-year run, they would, they, people would be the same way. Just because it was taken away prematurely is why they're fucking loving it. It's the Bo Jackson. It had a, yeah, it had a cult yeah. following with it. It still does. Yeah, but, you know, can't you... Like, what is the biggest thing you that you can have and still have a cult? I don't know. I think there's a line there, definitely. We got to find the line of when you go from cult to successful. Because it would be great just to be as yeah. big as you could be and still be a cult. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. like the Boondock Saints thing is that that's that's a cult and that's pretty fucking big. You know, it's like almost not cult. And yet, when the second one came out, it didn't. I don't even think do all that well, right? No, not that well. I mean, it made some money. Like it did better than the first movie's original release. But yeah, that, the uh -huh. first movie was originally put out in two theaters. Maybe a call, the huge call influences huge success, you know? So someone who was a part of this call took influence from it and became successful. We'll have to come back and try to well, figure it out. Well, I'll make a diagram. I don't fucking understand Elfin, so that's a yeah. big problem for me. That's gibberish. Um, yeah. Could you look at Lord of the Rings? It kind of acts like a cult, but it's massive. Yeah, it's the third most selling book of all time. Comic-Con acts like a cult, but it's massive. Yeah, every movie there now, you know, makes $300 million. Did, um, did Dan ever come in here yet? So she could have the opportunity to meet her little hero? I she believe she's still upstairs. I kind of feel like she's not here. Like it's all already bullshit somehow. No. Something weird's going on today. <laughs> Something that's like... Uh, I don't fucking get. All right, I want to say hi to uh, uh, Gabby Douglas. I've been buying the kids this book called Grace, Gold, and Glory because I want our kids to be able to turn around and become um, very successful gymnasts. Oh. Have you read this book yet? <laughs> I have. I haven't gotten the chance to read it. Yet. No. Uh, there's also a poster included, so. Nice. Hicks, you can put the poster up once you get totally <laughs> happy with this. I'm gonna pick She's up an Olympian one. and a gold medal winner. Let's bring in Gabrielle Douglas.
Grace, Gold, and Glory. That's uh, Gabby Douglas's brand new book. And she's in studio with us. Uh, whirlwind since you won this, huh? Yep. It's been a whirlwind. But I'm just so blessed because I've gotten to do a lot of amazing core opportunities and meet a lot of amazing people. And uh, that's all because of what you did over there. Isn't it kind of interesting that if you just, the way that you peak there, mm -hmm. if it didn't happen like that, then your life would be totally different mm -hmm. than it is right now. Yeah, it's amazing how you just go to the Olympics for like a very short time and compete and just get famous. And it's kind of it was kind of like an overnight celebrity thing for me. Right. Just um, my Twitter follow my Twitter followers went up and everything just went crazy. But I had a lot of fun, you know, competing in London. You know, everybody. You know, most sports you watch people over and over. But the way America is with the Olympics is we kind of leave those athletes on their own. Then the Olympics happen. We demand excellence. Everyone's screaming for our, our people. And that's when we first pay attention to everyone. So the pressure had to be phenomenal on you there. There was a great amount of pressure there. It was kind of stressful. And it was nerve-wracking, I'm not going to lie, because it's, it's the Olympics and everyone's watching and from the TVs or from the stands. So there is a great amount of pressure on you know me and the rest of my teammates what do you feel like leading up to that does every how at what point does the pressure start to mount on you when you're doing something that big do you, do you get it a day out a week out when do you start to really feel it well for me i started to feel it was the day i walked into the training gym and i was like wow this is the olympics and and training you have to show a good impression because you never know who's going to be there watching like the judges or like media so you always have to be like kind of perfect every single practice so you leave a great impression on you know everyone so because that'll be in the judges minds leading up to it and it'll kind of if they see you practicing poorly that'll be just part of it right if they I see never you knew like, that yeah, if they see you do like a poor dance move, they're like, okay, uh, now if he, she does that in the competition, we can take like three tenths off because that wasn't sharp enough. Like things like those little details. And no, other sports don't have that. Other sports, if you fumble the football, there's a chance to make it up. If you have a bad first half, you can come back to the second half. Your sport, perfection all the time. That's what they're looking for. Basically, yeah. It's just perfection and one little detail can cause you, you know, the gold medal and it all comes down to like a tenth and that's really huge. So you have to focus on like every little detail has to be perfect. Dancing, the tumbling, even your facial expressions. You have to be like really energetic. So where is your mind at that time? You're, you're doing this, but what are you thinking? Are you thinking about the next thing or are you just trying to let your body go? No, you have to think about one scale at a time. You can't be like, okay, I'm keeping bars. Oh, um, what, what if I fall on beam? Like, you have to take it one scale at a time, one event at a time. And what I think is that I can do it. And I even go to Chow. I'm like, Chow, I need a little pep talk. And he's just like, don't doubt yourself. I mean, you've been doing it all your life. You've been training. Just, and he kind of like throws me in, just like, just act like you're showing Lee a routine or your teammates a routine. So I can get comfortable saying, oh, okay, okay. Act like I'm showing them a routine. So you really need that every once in a while to like get me back into that place that I need to be get me into that easy place yes I can't imagine this kind of pressure I cannot comprehend it because it's tough enough to watch when I was watching at home uh, I couldn't sit down I'm like this is too much I think it's more nerve-wracking when you're sitting in the stands I just remember like watching one of my teammates compete I'm just like oh someone hold my hand yeah. because you can't do anything and you're just like this and you're just like back and forth like ah so 
I feel like when you're watching, you're like, you're hopeless. I mean, you can't do anything. Yeah, right. There's nothing you can do. It's all out there. Uh, but what happens if, like, you you know you're making a little mistake at some point? How do you keep that from turning into bigger mistakes? How do you... How do you kind of correct that in your head? Well, if I feel a little crooked, I either, like, go on this arm more or uh, open a little earlier or, like, if I punch wrong, open a little later. So right. I kind of know what to expect because I've been doing it for so long. Or I kind of go go along it. If I, like, little wobble, I, like, turn it to, like, a dance move. Oh, try to act like, oh, <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, like, oh, that, that um, was part of it. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, I hope everyone likes this. So you feel that pressure, but... The difference is you kind of enjoy that pressure, right? You love to compete on the level that you I'd compete. I love to compete, even on the world class stage. I mean, it's very fun. The crowd is insane. I mean, uh, during my floor music, everyone was clapping, and I could barely hear my floor music, but it was a lot of fun. I mean, I love that type of pressure because I think pressure is not for us to crumble, but to show everyone how great you can be under that type of pressure. So you need that pressure to be able to even get stronger. Exactly. I think the pressure motivates me and it, it gives me a lot of energy. Like, I'm anxious to do it. I want to do it. And, it you know, I want to show off. So the pressure just actually, it, it creates like a little fire in me. Right. It is interesting, too, that like being nervous and being excited are not that far apart in a feeling, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just a matter of going, here, I have that strange feeling. Do I want to treat it as if it's positive or negative? Exactly. You have to treat it as positive. You want to take those nerves and say, okay, though I'm nervous, I'm going to take these nerves, I'm going to show everyone what I'm capable of doing. Yeah. And you're with a team, and the, of course America fell in love with your team, the world fell in love with your team, but at the same time the teammates actually compete against each other in other mm -hmm. events, and you're able to do that and keep it fun. Yeah, we're able to do that and keep it fun because we're all like sisters. It was a very good and strong team this year, and we've all grown up and competing against each other. We go to camp like once a month, so we all hang out with each other. So we're all very supportive, and we're all cheering for each other, and we love each other. We're like sisters. Mm -hmm. Five girls make it. How many girls in this country start to head for that, though? How far do you have to go even just to make the Olympic team? You have to go very far. I mean... Not just the talent, you have to be consistent because, I mean, if you're not consistent, then Marta really doesn't know, like, when you can perform a very good routine. So it takes a lot. It takes a lot of hard work, and it's just amazing. Like, out of so many girls, out of, you know, the whole United States of America, just, like, five go to compete and represent USA. It's just, like, mind-blowing. So when that happens, that's already, you're, you feel like a winner, just knowing you made the team, and then you celebrate for a little bit, and then you think, now... I'm competing against the rest of the world, so i got to build it back up. So I always think with this, almost like with any sport, you have to peak at the right time. You really do have to peak at the right time because it's. I think it's very you know, important not to uh, like burn yourself out. Just yeah. like rest your body occasionally, and it's very important to stay healthy, you know, not going like, okay, let's go like... Uh, Prayer shooting. I mean, right. you, you don't want to do that before like the Olympics because something could go wrong. So you want to be as cautious as you can. And when something's hurting, you want to tell your coach and just ice it and eat a lot of protein to keep those muscles. And you want to, you know, stay in shape, do very good exercises. So you have to think about it all the rest of your schedule, even when you are not working out. You 
really do. You have to be very cautious. I mean, if you go ice skating, there's a chance someone can bump into you, you can fall and wear an ankle or get hurt. So Chow just like, do nothing, but just go home and rest. Go home and rest. You have a cigarette, and you just say to yourself, I'm going to put <laughs> the day out of my mind. <laughs> oh, yeah. I turned it on and off because Chow told me to do that. Or otherwise, I kept going and going in my head, and I would get mentally exhausted by right. thinking of gymnastics every single day at every single second. But you can't even, like, sometimes you can't have a piece of pie or something like that could throw you off for weeks. Something where you're breaking out of your routine. You're breaking out of your training at any point of the day. Yeah. Coach Chow would always tell me not to do anything different. Like, mm -hmm. don't eat this because you're not, your body's not used to it. So you can get sick off of it. So right. just keep the same diet and keep the same schedule. That's That always was fine for me. Yeah, but you have all that. And now your schedule is completely different. People want your time. You know, before you were able just to focus on what you wanted to focus on. Now everybody wants to see you. Everybody wants to talk to you. So you can't, uh, your life has changed completely. What are you going to do to get back into training again? Yeah, my life has changed, but hopefully get back into the gym late spring and hopefully start training and mm -hmm. it's gonna be very hard. I mean, I haven't been in the gym for uh, several months and it's going to be kind of hard to focus because sure. I've just been traveling everywhere and uh, it's going to be very difficult, but I'm kind of excited. You are excited to, excited to get back into your routine because you get used to that routine, right? Yeah, I'm kind of having gymnastics withdrawals. I mean, I want to like do like back into back handspring down the hallway when I'm at like uh, an event and I just have that urge to tumble and I miss my grips I miss flying and doing bars and beam so I'm gonna be very excited to get back in the gym and start training again is there anything part of this kind of thing that you don't like now that you've become famous now that you become successful is there any part of it that seems like it's more than you wanted to do you know, any any part of the traveling or the books or any of that kind of stuff? Sometimes the traveling does get a little exhausting, but, I mean, what can I say? It's part of the game. It's part of the journey. And I would have to say, like, what's very difficult is just, like, I have to be, like, sometimes, like, ready because, like, the paparazzi are right. sometimes there. So I'm just, like, I can't go out with, like, ashy elbows or, like, ashy feet. So <laughs> I have to carry, like, lotion in my purse or, so like, you're lip real, gloss. So you really miss having ashy elbows and being able to get away with it because well. <laughs> most of us most of us can get away with ashy elbows. We don't have to be concerned. Yeah, just, like, going to the store with, like, a bun and just, like, sweatpants and right. stuff. Right. Just being a person. People don't realize that when you're famous... There, you know, there's great things that happen, but on the other hand, you never can just have alone time. You know, people want to be around you now. Uh, you write a, a lot about the journey. This whole thing has been a journey for not just you, but you and your family. Mm -hmm. And there was times that you guys had to be apart. Now you're traveling together. So when you did this for yourself, it's also like you're all in this together. It's like like a team, right? Yeah, it's a team effort. And my family has definitely been with me and supporting me through my gymnastics career. And they have sacrificed a lot for me. Sure. To, um, I'm grateful to be where I am today. Um, they wanted their baby sister to achieve their dreams, so they gave up theirs. Uh, yeah. So, But now 
this becomes a family dream. Mm -hmm. And were you thinking about that when you won the gold? Was all that going through your mind? What were you thinking when you're standing up there hearing that song? I was. I was thinking about all the sacrifices that me and my family have put into it. It's all been worth it. And it is a family thing. And I'm so excited to bless them because they have given me so much. And I want to give back to them. Like every time I get like, like someone sends me like, um, a necklace. I'm like, here you go, here you go. You can have it because I want to be, I want to be that blessing on other people and just give back. You know, there's not another thing that happens in sports that's the same as standing up there when the flag comes down and you're actually representing your country. When you're when you win the Super Bowl, you're representing a team and your city, but that's the whole country. And when you're doing that. Oddly enough, we all, who did nothing, by the way, we had nothing to do with this, we all feel proud. Oh, uh, we're all part of that. Uh, and it's an amazing thing to see, and to see that you're handling all this so well. Um, and I can't believe that you don't want to now say, I want to put it beside. You really do want to go back and go after this again, huh? I do. Um, when I go on like talk shows or TV shows, they play like a little clip of me and it's like my floor routine or my bar routine and I miss it. I mean, yeah. I miss the uh, gymnastics and competing on that uh, world-class stage and I'm just thinking I want to do it again because it is so much fun though It's nerve-wracking and the pressure's on but it's like the type of pressure that it's like Adrenaline like you wanted you want to do it. You're like anxious to compete and you're excited to compete I mean you're representing USA not many girls get to experience that so I wanna I want to go back I mean along the road. It's not just real. It's ch world championships and visa and more international experiences So it's, I think it's gonna be amazing You're looking forward to it. You're looking forward to the whole thing. At what age do you stop? competing you know i have no idea these days there's 24s you're in your 20s your 30s so uh i mean if keep going until you you know want to stop if you mm -hmm. have the desire to accomplish this then go for it what about the fact now when you write a book like this and you talk about faith and all that you find yourself a role model mm -hmm. for kids not only your age but younger that's new responsibilities that you have to carry around with you yeah just able being me uh going to london and being able to inspire young girls not only young girls but guys and adults every mm -hmm. like adults was like oh i came up and dressed for you like halloween and i had a car <laughs> on the highway in the hallway and you inspired me i mean that feels good and even guys tweeting at me saying you motivated me i can't wait for track season to get started like i love being that role model just to pass down the message and say you really can achieve your dreams and go 100 percent and believe and trust in yourself but also at the same time, because you're on Twitter, you're also hearing from haters and negative people, right? How do you deal with that? I don't focus on it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just go through my feet. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm not going to let the negative get me down because there's so much positive things going around, so many positive people around me, then I'm not going to dwell on the negative. Well, it's a very powerful story. And it's one of those stories that you say to yourself uh, when someone's a little kid and they have this dream, you're like, oh, that's sweet. Go for that dream. You know, but in the back of your mind, you don't think anybody can do it. You're the one who did it. It's okay. just amazing. It's an amazing story. It's grace, gold and glory. Gabby Douglas, we're all so proud of you, honey. And uh, best of luck in everything that you do. All oh, right. Thank you. It's a pleasure talking to you. Happy holidays. Same to you. Thank you.
Uh, here's uh, Scott. Scott, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ron, man, what a refreshing uh, point of view from such a young person. Uh, it, it didn't wasn't like canned Olympic answers. She just you can tell she genuinely feels this way. No, man, she's yeah. just uh, a really positive kid. You know, you always worry about kids. When they have this much on them, you know? That's a well-put-together young lady. She really has... And then, think of, and then think of Dana. Oh. Uh, well, Dana's out there trying to say hi to her right now. But the whole family is here with her, and, you know, we watched them all during the Olympics. But a really, really nice kid. Really, yeah. really. But can you imagine the type of focus that it takes that you have that thing that's only like for a minute but you've been working on it your whole life yes it's from a child like you've had this discipline and this fucking goal yeah none of it that... means anything to us because we can't even compare <laughs> you know like what do you ever even do like it would be like you know i guess maybe a job interview is about as far as we build ourselves up for something but can you imagine even a job interview in front of the whole planet and then think, what if you had to do that job interview while you were diving in the air and jumping and turning and Compete, spinning? And competing against every other country? I mean, I wonder how come they, they don't think to themselves, I'm going to break my back on this move, you know? Yeah, they could get crippled. It is crazy. Um, here is uh, Chris. Chris, you're on the Run of Fest show. Yeah, Ron, I've always wondered, uh, you know, the mindset of elite athletes and really successful people like yourself, whether it's a, uh, you know, there's obviously a drive for perfection, but how much does a fear of failure play into their motivation for doing what they do? You know, with really competitive people like that, and you have to be super competitive to take a sport and be the best of the world. Uh, you look like a, uh, at a Tom Brady. And a lot of those guys are almost unpleasant to be around because they don't want to lose anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they don't want to lose it. Cards, horseshoes. And they'll make things a competition, too. Yeah. Where it's like, uh, it's, there's no reason to be this crazy about it. No, there um, is. Here is um, here's Ben. Ben of Boston. You're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ron. Thanks for that great interview. That It, it was really special and... Uh, She's a special little girl, and I'm proud to have her as a fellow American. Thank you. That was really it, nice. It, it really was one of those things with those kids. And I remember before the Olympics started this year where I'm like, there's some kid out there that yeah. we don't know yet, and we're going to now know the rest of our life because that's what always happens at the Olympics. And if you, this was one of the most interesting things on Big Brother, right? They uh, were able, like in August, they let two of them go to this tour. And the interesting thing was they came back that night and they go, we met these kids at the Olymp that won the Olympics and they did really good and everybody liked them. And like they didn't know who they were. And at the time, these were the most famous people in the world. Yeah. But Big Brother missed it. You know, the, uh, the Fierce Five. And that's what happens. Like this little girl right here is probably more famous than... Lady Gaga or something around the world. And she's what, 15, 16? 16, I think she is. 16, but so tiny. Like, that's another weird thing about that sport. You have to stay tiny. Yeah. You know, and you that's can't genetics. Get big. Like, sometimes you will just, you know, fucking. Well, I don't know. I still have family. I don't think that's genetics. 
She's just very well trained. Um, a lot of focus. Here's uh, here's Steve. You're on Fez. Sorry. Hey guys, once again, Ronnie, great interview. We expect no less, of course. But that girl's energy—you could you could feel it all the way out here. I'm exhausted just having listened to the interview. Yeah, she's got a lot more drive than the rest of us, man. Like holy shit! I just see her come in here as a fucking sixteen-year-old after she's won the Olympics. Train her entire life, come in, doing interviews and press and shit. It's and she's really, you know, she has all her shit together too. Where where's our kids at? They're in the booth. We'll send them in here. How many times did I ask for Dana to come in while the interview was on? Like for fifteen <laughs> minutes. For fifteen minutes, I'm saying I want Dana in here. Sorry. <laughs> and then I had to go in there to get you to go out and meet her. Did you I'm get to so meet her? Nervous. Yeah, she's so sweet. She was adorable. Look, you yeah. look at Coke. She's pretty happy. adorable. Yeah. <laughs> and I, as we walk away, Joe yells, she's so adorable. <laughs> yeah, well, she was walking down the hall and we're walking the other way. And I was just saying loud enough. She's so sweet. She's so adorable. Just so that she could hear us. Why yeah. wouldn't you guys be in here when I've asked for it all morning long? Sorry. What were you doing upstairs? I, was just I wanted to get stuff. a chance to get you guys together. I wanted to see a before and after picture of somebody who cares about life yeah. and somebody who's wasted their youth. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't say she's wasted her life. She won gold at the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, you're right. She's doing pretty good. You're right. And you're an intern, yeah. so you're both doing great. Here's the thing. That, did you see her family fall down when I brought up smoking cigarettes? That was great. Yeah. That was her hysterical. Her family was just loving it, like, oh, my God. If only... <laughs> no, it was sweet though because we met her and then she starts walking down the hall after we meet her and goes, Wait, do they want a picture? Asking her mom. And she's like, Wait, do you want a picture? Looking back at us. And we're like, Yeah. It was yeah. so cool. So, so you got your picture? Got the picture with her too. Yeah, so. his memory's full on his phone, so I can't even look at the yeah, picture. <laughs> See, here, here's the thing with them is like, they're nice people. Like, yeah. that's a really yeah. nice family. <laughs> <laughs> That's taking this ride. You yeah. know what I mean? And she's saying, like, I'll get a necklace. I'll just give it away. <laughs> I want to somebody in my family. She was so small. And tiny. She is tiny, she's right? She's adorable. Um, happy holidays, too. Yeah, she was so sweet. Was yeah. Really nice. yeah, yeah, she's a person. Uh, Tim, you're on the run of face show. <laughs> I never do that. It, when you think about how she performs, I mean, such a small stature, young female performs under all that pressure. It just And I get nervous calling the radio show. It makes me feel a little... Inadequate. I was just wondering if now, since she said faith a few times, this is the part where Faith gets all pissed off because someone stands on their faith. Oh, yeah, because you were mad at the... Badaya. David Badaya. Yeah, who also, he came in right after the thing. Well, her book, Fez, is about her faith. Faith is a very big part. And it's also a big part of why people think something is okay and they can deal with the pressure. I'm always interested in how people deal with pressure because I think it makes all the difference in the world of, you know, whether you can do it or not really comes down to that thing, I guess, faith. Whether it's faith in yourself or faith of a loving God who will guide you through it and make sure everything's okay. Yeah, I don't have that. Yeah, this isn't the book for me. Oh, come on. But no, it is the book for you, even if you disagree with it. You could, you could, yes, you could be inspired to see how somebody so young dealt with not only that, but if you go through it, and I didn't want to bring it up to her, she's dealt with prejudice, mm -hmm. uh, which you complain about a lot. 
and has turned it around. How she deals with haters by not hating back. Wow. By just moving forward, I guess, with God's love wrapped around her with the everlasting love of Jesus Christ who died for our sins. Warm. She's able That's to... Her opinion. Love. Well, no, that, that part of it is fact. Look. There it's it right is. There. I see right it. <laughs> I see it printed <laughs> out. Print. So you, you would deny faith had anything to do with her success. Yeah, I'd say it's her hard work and her competitive spirit. It's her confidence. Well, you use that word spirit. That's what counts on. Uh, body, mind, and spirit. And that's where her spirit is. And that works for her, but that doesn't mean that God, or like David Bodaya, that God went ahead and picked a winner for the Olympic diving. And that made you mad, right? I didn't care for it. Um... Let's go over to Mark. Mark, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, buddies. Ronnie, you sound like a million bucks. You, you sound like a million five, my friend. Maybe even a million six. Today. Oh, shit. <laughs> Boy, thank you, sir. Did she sign a your book for you? Interview, a wonderful interview inspired me. I was wondering, before she leaves the building, is there any way that you or Pepper could go grab her real quick to see if maybe she could uh, inspire Fez to be more uh, part of the program? Well, I think that's going to have to do when Fez renews his faith. Uh, J.J. J. Moore is kind of really into his faith stuff now. He feels great. Yeah, I don't have any faith to renew. What about J.C.? Well, you used to, right? I used to. Then that's the faith that you would Jeez. be renewing, yeah. not the faith that you have. But I, mean, I can't renew something I don't believe in mm. that I don't think was ever there. Um... Here's Sean. Sean, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Fez, every Olympic medalist that's come in has talked about their faith in God and how God helped them and helped them win their medals, and you've combated that, right? Yeah, I, do. I, okay. I don't believe that God no. picks the Olympic winners. Okay, now look at where they are and what they've accomplished, and look at where you are and what you've accomplished. Yeah, sitting in New York City, baby. <laughs> Highly depressed, can barely talk on Holy the radio. Shit. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> this is where you start talking and have a conversation going. It's kind of a rough day on you today? A little bit of a rough one, yes. Because of the faith thing? I guess so. I don't understand why, you know, the listeners feel that Gabby Douglas winning a gold medal should be an attack on me. Well, but... it's not an attack on you. It's an attack on because you get upset over the faith thing. And they are correct. Every time that we've had an Olympic, and this is four now? This yeah. Is, yeah, fourth one. Yeah. Yes. Uh, by the way, Gabby Douglas is the first one who didn't let me put on a medal. So I was expecting uh, her to I didn't see her with it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was looking for it. They did. The other ones did. Really? They all came, yeah, weird. they came running in with yeah. the medal. Come on. Yeah. But I have to tell you, no, it, uh, those people I interviewed as they were getting off the plane, like they were getting <laughs> back, they were so excited. <laughs> Gabby Douglas is going like this. Here. She actually said to me, Shake the hand that shook the world, my friend. What? There it is. If she's nice. And now she goes like this with her arm. She goes, and now here I am in New York City. Baby. Nice. <laughs> she probably gave it away. And I did it all by myself without any fucking help. Um, here is uh, Joe. Joe, you're on the Run Fest show. Yeah, I believe that uh, when Fez lost his faith, uh, that's when he stopped talking on the radio. Hmm, well, it, it all happened at the same time. He gave up his faith. Uh, he decided that he was gay. 
And there was, well, I guess that's the only two. Th- I mean, that's a lot. That's big. Those are two big things. I like the two things. Funny. The comedy rule of three. Um, here is uh, Dave. Dave, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, how you doing, Ron? It was a great interview. Well, let it. me just say this. It's not a great interview when you have somebody like that that comes in with all that energy. You should be calling me after some of the shitty people come in, and I have to <laughs> fucking drag them around and dance for them. <laughs> That's the ones that are great interview. You know what I mean? Yeah. When a little girl comes in like a, just like she's she, like a young woman. Like. She is, and she, I I don't want to say it because you know it could be taken the wrong way. It's like an Oprah thing. You know what I mean? Like she has yeah. her book it's reads true, like mean, an Oprah thing of journey, faith, renewal, belief, and faith in God and His Son, God. and how they help. And you'll never choke. With yeah. God by yourself. When you go through Oprah, you'll never choke. Not the only way. Um, but go ahead, Dave. Well, uh, anyway, thanks for uh, bringing her to us. Let us hear that. I just have a question, Fez. You want everybody not to prejudice you and and not be, uh, you know, against you for being gay. Yet you're a hypocrite whenever anybody brings up another belief and you prejudice them. I, I don't prejudice don't anybody. I just say I don't believe in what they're saying. And then something about being black, too. I thought I heard <laughs> I did not. <laughs> Give me uh, who's that, all that was like, the only top question. three. You just that. feel like you're ripping and her apart about, you know, for having teeth. No, I said I have a different opinion. I said her book probably isn't for me. I don't know how that's ripping someone apart. I'm not saying, I have never said that Gabby Douglas shouldn't worship the way she wants to, the way some people say gays shouldn't marry the way they want to. Why is this about gays? This isn't at all. We should be celebrating Gabby Douglas. He brought up prejudice. You're angry right now. What they're trying to say is when greatness comes into the room, make sure that you pick up on some of it. Instead of being angry, try to say, what propels people to be successful? And not just with money or awards, but in personality, in life. The fact that that young girl could come in here and touch these two... No, excuse me for saying this. Do-nothing slackers. Uh They could take two basically (laughs) strap-hanging bums um, and make you feel like you want to do something right now. Yeah, absolutely. I think she's a big inspiration to me. And for you, Coke? Yeah, I want to, like, dig a moat or something. I want to do something. Don't dig a moat. I want to go join gymnastics club in my town. You know what? Rather than that, the two of you should go yeah. put on those outfits that they wear in gym, okay. gymnastics. I can't even do a split. And just walk around Times Square and just tell people, I believe in myself. <laughs> I have faith. Do it. Um, do it here. <laughs> here is um, here's Mike. Mike, you're on the Run Fez show. Hey, how you doing, Ron? Hey, Fez. Yeah. I'd like to turn you on to a website that might help you kind of find faith again. It's called Queers for Christ. That might be great for you, Fez. Yeah, I, that's... Uh, first of all, I don't like the name. Well, Queers is, is spelled uh, like Queers, but they spell Christ with a Q. That's kind of interesting, but oh, still... Why don't you like the name? I, I don't... I know that the community is embracing the word queer. I don't embrace it. What do you embrace? Homosexual or gay? Hmm. Okay. Wasn't there a show, Queer uh, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy? Yeah. yeah. You put him in his place. Thank you. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm back in the word if there's a show on it with the title. Um, here is uh, Carl. 
Hey, Carl. Brother Ronnie Fairchild. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie B, hey, talk a little bit about what it's like to be sitting at home, nervous, watching these people on TV. They're super famous, and all of a sudden they're in studio right in front of you. You get to talk to them all the time. Well, it, it's very interesting because it's almost like, uh, you know, different things. In the case of that, I'm a big fan of international sports. I don't know why. I love to see America compete. I love the idea of that. I love the Olympics. I love the Winter Olympics. I even like international basketball, all that. Because I like the fact that people are from different neighborhoods and they're, they're doing it. But when you see a kid like this, what's interesting is, why do you feel good for some girl that you never paid attention to in your life, didn't even know her name, and when she's standing in front of that flag, you're like choked up. Yeah. And you actually yell out, we did it, yeah. USA. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. It's great. But I've seen a lot of people come through here. I never saw you two as giddy as you were today. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was giddy. Why did you guys leave the room? I tell you you can stay in here. I want you to have the opportunity to meet these people. I had to go in there and say to them, get out, go say hi to her in the hall. <laughs> because the, in the producer's meeting, they don't bring that up to you. I just don't feel, I never feel comfortable doing it because I know I'm like, I'm only an intern. So but I never here's the like. Deal. Here's the deal. The fact that you're an intern, I want you to have some experiences that maybe could drive you on. You're two great kids. Thanks. You're in here, you're making stuff happen, you've thrown your heart into this. And if there's some, you're not pestering, you're not asshole people, you're nice people. I want you to have the opportunity to meet some of these people and who knows how it'll work out. You never know. Does that mean you're going to get me a connection in one day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, here is um, here's John Missouri. You're on the Run Fest show. Hey, says, what if Gabby was a gay Christian? Would you still not want to read the book? No, I would. That would be a very interesting story to me. A story of faith and and belief in God doesn't really interest me because I don't believe it's real. But if it was a gay Christian, you would believe it's real. I would I would be interested in seeing how they reconcile the two. Of being in a church where the Bible says that gays should be put to death. All right, what about this? You go through these panic attacks. And earlier this week, or the last two days you were doing great. Today's been an awful day for you in, in terms of how you feel, right? Yeah, yeah. What if you found out if you prayed 15 minutes a day that you would feel better and you would perform better and you would have a better life, would you be willing to do it? I would be willing to do that. Even though it's not real? Even though it's not real. If it, I mean, if, I mean so the, the same some, in taking a placebo. But, but that doesn't matter. What you're hearing is from people who are saying they do it and it works for them. And I'm trying to add, I, I leaned on the fact of here you are with nothing but pressure to see if, my only interest was, does she even view it differently than, let's say, you or I would view pressure? Uh -huh. And the reality of it is she doesn't. She's, it's just as difficult as if you finally found, if you found yourself in the Olympics. And yet she goes through it, she motivates through it. That's the kind of stuff that I think you can map from other people. You get mad over the Christian stuff, not so much because people believe in an imaginary thing, whatever you say. You get mad about it because you think it's anti-gay. Yes. You're not mad about it because you don't think that it's real. I think you get mad about it because you think it might, it might even be real. No, I really do, I don't think it's real. That's but not, but I, I, where does your fear about it come from? Where does your anger about it come from? 
of that it is uh, the anti-gay thing that you've said. Where so many people throw Even the Bible though, at gays. But well, then how come there's gay Christians? How come there's gay churches? Because what they'll do is they'll say the Bible isn't true. They say that? Yep. That's what they say. They say in their thing the Bible isn't true. What? Um, here is... Um, here's Mike. Mike, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, I'm on Team Fez on this one. Uh, there's like 20,000 children that die every day of disease. God can't seem to help them, but he's worried about Gabby Douglas winning the balance beam. Doesn't so, make much sense to me. So so here's, I, I just want to, because, again, on the thing on faith, your thing on, on, your problem is there can't be a God because life is hard and unfair. No, I don't think there can be a God. I don't think there is a God that watches out <clears throat> on, uh, there might be an overall spiritual feeling or a Mother Earth type but, but, thing. But, but let's but play this game, right? I don't think he's helping Olympians. But but here's an interesting thing. Let's suppose there were some people that they were new to a, uh, a place. They just got put on a world, that they got put on this world and they didn't know how it was. And there was a river of clear water that ran by every day, right? Yeah. And these people did not know how to drink, right? Yeah. And if somebody knew how to just cup their hands, take a drink of water, and they were able to drink, and they were like, this place is pretty cool, and you're able to drink, and other people who didn't do that, they died. It would not mean that there wasn't clear water, right? It would mean that you didn't know how to get to it. Right. So the fact that there could be some mystery to the universe, for whatever reason, just because you haven't figured out to get to it, why then would you make the leap that it doesn't exist? I mean, our way of looking at it is the people who didn't figure out how to drink because they weren't from this planet, we would look at them as not even trying. Correct? Uh, In other yeah. words, they don't understand what water is. They don't know that they need to drink on this planet. So they don't try. One or two of them try... The other ones don't. It doesn't mean that there's not drinking water. It means that they haven't learned how to get to it. So if, let's say, there was some way, some force that ran through the, inter uh, through the universe, the fact that you couldn't get to it yet, or you haven't met people who haven't got to it yet, doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. No, That's why I, I, really I don't know for sure that it doesn't exist, but in my mind it doesn't. But how would you make that decision if, why would it work in your mind that it didn't? If you look at the people that aren't drinking the water or searching for water, you would be like, look how close it is. They just don't understand what it is. They, what was in their mind would kill them, right? Right. So what good would that belief do for you? Why would it be good for, to, it, your beliefs would work really great if you felt better. That's my only thing with you. I'm not saying you have to believe in one thing or another or another, but your beliefs don't make you a happier person. They seem to make you an angrier person, and you're having a tough time even talking today. I see you struggling even to listen to me. Yeah. Um, no, I understand what you're saying, but I, I am having so. trouble. I don't think so, or else you'd be getting saying, words out. Yeah, you would be talking back to me if you understood what I'm saying. I'm only saying 
if there was this way for people to get nourishment, but nobody, they, they hadn't figured out how to, to get to it, it doesn't mean that there's not nourishment. It means they haven't figured it out. So with your thing, what you're really looking for is not even eternal life. You're looking for some kind of peace of mind on this planet. You had a young girl who came in here who did something that how many Americans have ever even pulled off? She's opening up. Here's how I was able to do it at such a young age. This was my commitment. This was my faith. This was my belief. And I'm able to lift my family to just act like there's nothing for me to learn from that kid. She said, faith, she's dumb. I think that's stupid. I think that you should be looking for answers everywhere, particularly if you don't feel well. You should be looking for uh, into it in the smartest people in the world or just homeless people, whatever it would take. you got to stop being shut down. All right, we got a break here? We should break. Again, I just want to point this out. To say it was great with Gabby Douglas is not the tough interviews to do. Those aren't <laughs> the hard ones. Huh? She had a lot to say. She was very. She's a really sweet kid. Really very vocal. Great. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know whether Fez tried to. Fez actually said, "Let me sign your book for you." This whole thing's a pack of lies. Where's your book at? What she write in it? In the booth. I babysit for a girl who is a gymnastics. Uh, and you're giving girl. it to her. I'm giving it to her for Christmas. Oh my oh. God, that's sweet. She she had a bad meat. I was talking to her mom last week, and she, she said this bad will meat? cheer her up. She had a bad meat. She no. ate bad meat. No. She, she, oh, no. she had a bad gymnastics oh, meat. Oh, God. It's so awful. Um, let's break here. We'll be right back. Ron Fez Show. You're listening to the Ron and Fez Show. More Ron and Fez coming up. Two words that will make it a perfect Christmas. Hoodie footy from pajamagram.com. Pajamagram.com, all kinds of pajamas, all kinds of different styles from sexy and hot to comfy and cozy. Pajamagram has exactly what you want this holiday season to make it a perfect Christmas gift. Pajamagram, they are the home of the original hoodie footy. And right now you can get the sweet and sexy set. That's the hoodie footy, the sweet part. And then the midnight fantasy short set. That's where the sexy comes in. It's a sweet and sexy set from pajamagram.com. You can call today to order at 1-800-GIVE-PJs. That's 1-800-GIVE-PJs. They've got great holiday gift packaging. So when you order from pajamagram.com, your gift is all taken care of, all ready to go, ready to be received and enjoyed. Pajamagram.com or 1-800-GIVE-PJs. Delivery and time for Christmas is guaranteed. Give her the gift that's practical and fun. This Christmas, choose from hundreds of pajamas, and they all come delivered in a beautiful fabric hat box. Call 1-800-GIVE-PJs or shop online at pajamagram.com. Hyper-producing, hydrogen fusion, liquids, keep your distance, keep your distance. 
It's the Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. The 12-12-12 concert is coming down. Listen to this lineup. Bon Jovi, Eric Clapton, Dave Grohl, Billy Joel, Elisa Keys, Chris Martin, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, Eddie Vedder, Roger Waters, Kanye West, The Who, Paul McCartney, all happening on 12 12 12. Uh, it couldn't get any bigger, could it, Chris? Uh, no, unless you start resurrecting report. people. Oh my Spy God. report. What's Spy report. What? They have resurrected people. Spy report. Hologram? Spy report. Holograms? Forget holograms. Uh, Ken Shane just wrote to me. Spy report. Spy report. Added to the show will be... Spy report. The greatest rock and roll band in the world, <laughs> the Rolling Stones. Holy fuck. Now, I'm also going to point this out again. If anyone has in their head that Harvey Weinstein isn't the greatest producer of your times, you're out of your mind. He's a wheeler and a dealer. Oh, you know, he was a rock and roll guy before he got into movies. He just did concerts, right? Yeah, up in Buffalo. Um, this gigantic Bon Jovi, Eric Clapton, Springsteen, according to Ken Shane, they all became opening acts. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> that's fucking nuts. All right, it's time to talk about the Heisman Trophy Award. Uh, the announcement is this Saturday at 8 o'clock. Uh, and then right after that on ESPN uh, is going to be uh, You Don't Know you Bo. Don't know Bo. Um, who do you think is going to go up? Who do you think is going to win this? Who did you pick, uh, Chris? Johnny, freshman football. Um. I'm going over to Notre Dame. Teo. Yeah, I think Teo's going to win this thing. Manti Teo, he's going to take it. Where are you? I'm in the booth. <laughs> that weirded me out completely. Just a disembodied Fez voice. Not only, but he really did do the Fez yeah. voice. When he was in the other room, Manti Teo, he's going to take it. <laughs> and I still, I never even saw him to the second. Are you still there, Fez? I'm still here. Okay. <laughs> Uh, we're going to put up a poll on the iBang right now. Uh, if you go over to the Interabang.com, the Interabang.com. This I'm excited about because both of you guys have made your case. I don't necessarily disagree with either one of them. I need somebody to talk about this. I need somebody. How many Heismans have you? Won? Zero. Fez, you? He's already None. Gone? None. I want to talk to somebody who's won a Heisman. No, you don't want forget that. I want to talk to somebody who's won at least two Heismans. Um, get me the only person who's ever done that in the history of the world. Bring in Mr. Archie Griffin.
Archie, I don't know whether you know this tune or not. I don't know whether they play it in your part of the world. They, they play it in my part of the yeah. world and play it quite often, and it sounds good to me. Yeah. Well, there's a team that could very well have been playing for the championship Absolutely. this year. Absolutely. Huh? Absolutely. Uh, so you got to feel excited about the future of there at Ohio State. Oh, I, I really do. I, I think uh, we've got a really, really bright future ahead yeah. of us. Urban Meyer, uh, he came in, did a terrific job. I mean, this is pretty much the same team that went 6-7 and seven a year ago. Mm-hmm. To go 12-0 and 0, uh, this year uh, was really spectacular. You know, I just had uh, Gabby Douglas in here, and we were talking about pressure. That's a job that has pressure when you're coaching that team. I mean, that team expects to win every year, right? It expects to win every year, and yeah. and, uh, uh, and and the players expect to win. Everybody every around year. expects exactly. To win. No question about it. College. The good fo- thing, but the, the, yeah. the good thing about Urban Meyer is Urban Meyer is from Ohio, mm-hmm. so he grew up under Ohio State football. So he knows that expectation, and 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 he he did his uh, graduate assistant coaching at Ohio State under Earl Bruce. Uh, so he pretty much knew what was expected uh, when he took this job. People in Ohio they expect to win uh, in high school. They expect to win in college. And then pros, well, whatever, whatever happens, <laughs> we expect happens. expect to win in pros, too. It just hadn't happened that way all yeah. the time, both in uh, Cleveland and Cincinnati. <laughs> it's been a long time, but Cincinnati Bengals coming back. But you brought the Heisman in with you today. Yes, it did. Now, yes, it did. which one is this? Uh, this is, is actually the, the Heisman that they, they show on the uh, a picture when they show the general Heisman Trophy. Mine mm-hmm. are still at home. Okay, so you don't travel around with that. I don't you travel sure. around with that. No, no. Yeah. This this is one of the Heismans that will be shown uh, tonight. That, by the way, it's such a beautiful trophy. It's such a great-looking thing, and what an honor. You're the only person, I believe, that's ever won two, right? That's right. So far. Now, so far, <laughs> that's what's weird about this year. Johnny Football could win this as a freshman. Johnny Witt, Football could win this thing four times if he wins it Isn't this year. Isn't that unbelievable yeah, it, it when you is. think about it? Uh, I, you know, I, I, I think he's got a very, very, very good chance of winning because I think people are, are ready uh, to see something like that happen. I think people are ready uh, to see a defensive player uh, yeah. win uh, the Heisman Trophy as well as, as, as Mantateo. Yeah, I don't think we've ever had this kind of excitement in a while when you sit down and you know – Somebody could win this and then also be somewhat historic when they win. Yeah, you know? well, whoever wins it this year is going to be historic uh, yeah. one way or the other. And when you look at uh, Manti Teo, he could be the first only true defensive player uh, to win it. Uh, certainly Charles Woodson won it, but he played right. both ways uh, at the time. Uh, then uh, Johnny Football would be, make history because he would be the first freshman uh, to win it, even though he's Richard freshman, he would still be the first freshman uh, to win it. And then uh, Colin Klein, he would be the first player from Kansas State uh, to win it. So whoever wins is going to be a historic uh, occasion. And it's a three-man race, and you really think you couldn't get a piece of paper in between this. It's so close. It's that tight. I, I think I think it's tight. I, yeah. I really believe that it that is tight. Uh, you know, I, I have no idea who's going to win it. Uh, I, I I like the fact that uh, all three of these guys certainly have had seasons uh, that are deserving uh, mm-hmm. of, of of winning the Heisman Trophy. So whoever wins it, I'm I'm okay with. Yeah. Uh, and nobody knows right now. I mean, is it? Or I'm is sure there, somebody knows. There's somebody, and they're keeping yeah. it themselves. But all the people who vote, they don't let them know. They Everybody's going to be surprised together. Everybody will be surprised together when they make that announcement uh, tomorrow night. Uh, that's when everybody will. That's just when we all find out who won the Heisman Trophy. It's such a great event too because 
you get everybody together. Yes. And you see so many, they bring back guys who have won in the past. And you know one of these young men is going to join that club and a club that you can't be, you know, yeah. you'll be in for the rest of your life. And, you know, and that's what's really special about it. Uh, and, and that's why the guys come back, because they want to bring uh, that guy into the fold. Yeah. And uh, it's a special time. It really is. I think back uh, to my days and how special it Didn't do it the same way that they, they do it now. Uh, but uh, yeah, at that dinner, bigger it's now, gotten isn't? a lot bigger. Yeah. A lot bigger. And, and even the Heisman Trophy as a, as a whole, I mean, it's something that's talked about all year. Uh, so it's a whole, whole lot bigger than it was during the time that I won it. Um, well, you look at this, and it is a tremendous history to it. Your life changed from this and you get to do so many different things you're doing stuff with high school kids yes. all the time what exactly happens with the uh wendy's high school well the wendy's high school heisman program is a wonderful program you know i've i've been involved with the wendy's high school heisman program since its inception 1994 so it's been 19 years and uh, over those 19 years uh, we've recognized over 415,000 high school seniors that are doing outstanding things because to be eligible for the Wendy's High School Heisman, you have to have good grades. You have to have a B grade point average or better. Uh, you have to participate in at least one of uh, 27 sports sanctioned by the National Federation of High School Sports Associations. And uh, then you, you have to uh, be involved in the community. You have to be doing good community service work, volunteer work. Uh, all those things are important for the Wendy's High School Heisman work. And I think one of the other special things about it is, is that it's uh, an honor that's given to to a, a boy and a girl mm -hmm. uh, because tonight we're going to be naming one male and one female winner of the Wendy's High School Heisman Award and we've got 12 finalists from around the country uh, here in town uh, in New York uh, for the big dinner tonight uh, that will be aired uh, on December 16th at 1 o'clock on ESPN2. You know, girls' sports have uh, just dramatically risen during my lifetime. I mean, when I saw the what the Olympic uh, girls hockey uh, soccer team did last year and the amount of fans that they're drawing now, what women's basketball does in oh, college. Absolutely. Nobody saw those kind <laughs> of numbers, but it really comes down to if you get the athletes and it's a good sport, fans will show up. For fans it. will show up. Sports is a big thing yeah. in our country. And, and bigger every single year. All right, I'm going to talk to my producers here, Chris Stanley. Where are you? If you had the vote, who would you go for? <laughs> oh, give me Johnny Football. Johnny Football, Rio. <laughs> the first fresh. It's about time for a freshman to get. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Well, Griffin. does does it does it ruin it though that he's a red shirt freshman? I mean, is that? I mean, he's really. Well, the fact of the matter, he has four. After this year, he still yeah. has another three years of eligibility. So he's not so, staying three yeah. more years. Yeah, yeah well, he's you would. Yeah, you wouldn't think, but yeah. I mean, because he's probably now he's probably already a sophomore uh, mm -hmm. uh, because he's already been in school a year uh, before this year well you know what's interesting the last year you also had a great race and then uh the, the number one and number two went out and they're having to take it oh, off the end isn't, isn't that fun to watch who can believe the yeah. way kids can come in yeah, yeah. and start quarterbacking yeah, yeah it used to be two three years before right, you could figure out right. the game and rg3 this year I think he could have a real shot at MVP for yeah, the league. Well, he could. He, he and Andrew Luck. I tell you what, they are, they are, they're really neck and neck. Uh, yeah. uh, the way many people see it. So, um, all right, Fez. What about for you? Who are you taking for the Heisman Trophy? Manti Teo. Now, ah, okay. why, why are you going in that direction? I just think uh, you're picking the best player on the best team. They're the number one team in the nation. They got there because of Manti Teo and the way he led that defense. 
You know, there's, there's no doubt about that. This and he what, has been the heart and soul of that he team. Absolutely. There's no question about he, it. He's, he's definitely, got a great story. Yeah, he's definitely a great leader for that team. But I was bringing this up yesterday, and this is what I love about this kid. When you see his interceptions... It's not some like crazy dive athletic. <laughs> He's just where the ball is. Yeah, yeah. He's almost thinking like a quarterback, yeah. like where is this play going? And he shows up there. Yep, He's a remarkable player to watch. That, that's a, a, a great instinct uh, to have. And, mm-hmm. and I guarantee you at the next level, they'd love to have somebody like that. When you uh, brought up instincts, you were that was the type of runner that you were. Yeah. You couldn't possibly think as fast as as you used to move, the kind of cuts that you made, the kind of moves. I mean, is is your is your brain working at a at a quicker level during the game? Uh, well, in a game, you're just reacting to yeah. situations. I mean, that and that's something that's really not taught. I mean, you 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 just learn to react to different situations. And uh, you know, I feel like I, I was fortunate. I mean, I, I I had older brothers that that really showed me how to play the game and mm-hmm. and things of that sort. And I loved watching the game, and and I learned some things from from watching other people. But uh, uh, when you get in the game, you don't have time to think. Uh, once you get that ball in your hands, you react. You just react. You, you react, and you do what your body allows you to do. And uh, for me, I was fortunate enough to be on good teams and made good holes on many occasions. Many occasion. uh, but uh, when I got in situations where I had to react, I was fortunate enough to be able to react in a positive way. But it's here's the strange thing, and if you'll go back and watch some of when Archie uh, played, you'll see this. You're reacting to one guy, but you're also seeing, seeing the guy the behind one. him. Yeah, yeah. How the hell that's does that happen? Well, that's just uh, peripheral vision, mm-hmm. uh, looking ahead, uh, knowing what's coming. Because when you run the ball, you know you're going to hit by you hit by more than one person. Anyway. Right. I mean, you, you forget it if you think if you're going to be hit by one person and one person brings you down all the time, then you're not going to be the running back. You know you're going to get get hit by more than one. So you better be able to see uh, what's coming. So you're but you're actually seeing and thinking about right. more than one move at a time. You're thinking uh, well, moving here and then I've got that move but in all honesty you don't get a chance to think that does yeah you that's just the do truth. Yeah. you know you do i mean you know what's coming you just do <laughs> i mean it sounds crazy no but you just do yeah but you just do it and you let it happen and you almost stop thinking yeah, you almost yeah, get yeah, thinking yeah. out uh and that's why you know when you really see the 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 greatest runners of all time they it kind of they have almost animal instincts. You're running like a deer or a rabbit mm-hmm. when they're running for their lives. Yeah. Maybe that helped that you had the older brothers. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> that helped. But you're right. That's a great point. Yeah. Uh, because uh, when you got the ball in your hand, you are running for your life. Yeah. Every single time. Every single time. Did you run with fear, Archie, or did uh, you? You know, I, I I didn't think of it as that. Yeah. But, you know, I, I didn't want to get tackled. I didn't want to get hit hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I wanted to be able to avoid folks that were coming after me. So, yeah, for a little bit, it was fear. I mean, I probably was one that would really get nervous uh, before a game. People used to always ask me, do you get nervous for a game? I got nervous every game. Yeah. Every game I ever played, I got nervous. And probably the games I played my very, very best, I would throw up before a game. I mean, really? it was it was just like that. And I don't know why, uh, but uh, there was always that little something in the belly uh, that would uh, react that way. But it's also a reason that I always felt that I was prepared. 
mm-hmm. uh, for games. Always a read. That's one of the reasons that I would always make sure that mentally up here that I was ready uh, for the game, uh, knowing you know if I was running past patterns, what the past patterns, what are my options, da 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 da. Knowing those things were very very important to me because uh, that was the advantage that I was going to have on that defense. So when you felt that fear before a game, that was a good thing. It was a good like, thing. Good. For me. It was a good thing. I got for me. that energy. But, it, I but need. it's the it's you know, paying it's, attention. It's, it's the same kind of uh, uh, thing that happens to me uh, before I speak for a big group or something like that. I still, still get those butterflies, a little sweaty, and mm-hmm. and all those things. Uh, but it was the same way I was before a football game, uh, and uh, you know I wondered why, but. The fact of the matter is, uh, that must be how I operate. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why people think that they can't do things because they get the same feelings that you get, except for you just kept going. A lot of people, Absolutely. oh, I have that feeling. I better not do this. Yeah, so yeah, this yeah. is fear. Yeah. I better head home. Just the opposite. You feel it and are like, you, you, you time keep to start. going. Because to me, the only way that you get better, the only way uh, that you grow is that you get out of your comfort zone. Uh, uh, no matter what you're doing in life. That's right. Uh, well, it's going to be such a great event this weekend. And by the way, right after this, and we had the documentary filmmaker for 30 for 30, they're doing the Bo Jackson. Oh, good. I look forward to seeing it. I, I already had a chance to see it. It's unbelievable. Talk about a guy who, whatever he was born into, because it didn't even seem like he worked out a lot. Yeah. <laughs> for as it big came as easy he, to him. Yeah. It came as easy. big as he and was. some people it does. Yeah, yeah. As big as he was and as cut as he was, it didn't seem like practice was as important to him as the games, yeah, yeah. but just had an immense amount of talent at a couple different sports. Did you play multiple sports when I you did. were younger? When I did. When yeah. I was in high school, I played football, wrestled, ran track. Uh, in junior high school, uh, I, I played football. We didn't have any organized uh, high, uh, junior high school football teams, but we had the little league teams. Mm-hmm. I played football, played basketball, and played baseball. Uh, so I, I enjoyed uh, multiple sports. Matter of fact, it would have been hard for me to just play one sport uh, yeah. during that time uh, because uh, I, I might have gotten bored with one sport. Yeah, but, they, but, they tend to single kids out now, and oh, I agree I with you. Oh, I think that's so wrong. Yeah, go with I the season. I think that's so wrong. Yeah. Uh, because you might not know what your real talent is. Your real mm-hmm. talent might be in another sport. I mean, you, you ask me, basketball is probably my favorite sport. I mean, I love basketball. Uh, but is that uh, where my talent's geared? No, right. not at all. Uh, but I enjoyed playing it. Uh, always enjoyed playing it. Uh, but uh, uh, my talent was in football. No question about it. Did you play like a lot of sandlot ball too when you were younger? Played or? a lot of sandlot. Yeah. Played a lot of baseball. Loved it. My father probably wanted me to be a baseball player. He always yeah. thought that I was a better baseball player uh, than I was a football player. And, and I love baseball. Uh, but it got to a point where uh, baseball and football uh, came into conflict with each, with each other. Uh, uh, late, during the late summertime uh, when we were still playing baseball games and it was time uh, to start practicing uh, for football. And uh, so I had to make a choice from, from, from those two sports. Was it tough for you to make the choice or was it easy uh, enough? Uh, no, it was easy enough. Yeah. It, it, it was easy enough. I mean, uh, my older brothers, again, played uh, football and, and uh, I kind of liked what they were doing and, and uh, I wanted to do the same thing. And, and they've kind of made, they kind of made names for themselves and, and I, you know, I wanted to show that I could do it too. Yeah, 
I think uh, I think just pick, playing pickup games. I think kids now miss out yeah. on the fact that that's where you learn to have fun. Oh, absolutely. That's where you be with your friends before absolutely. you get organized and worry too much. I like just to see the kids out there yeah, just swinging yeah, for yeah. the fences. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we 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 did that all the time, and not only that, we had pickup football games. Sure. Uh, and 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 the little playgrounds and and things of that sort. Uh, played touch football. Played tackle football. Uh, the whole works. And and you're right. You learn. Uh, how to do things uh, uh, during those times. And we used to play a game. Uh, well, I hope I don't get in trouble by saying this, but yeah. it was called uh, Smear the Queer. Yeah. And where you where you throw the football up, anybody who grabs it, everybody tries to tackle uh, mm-hmm. that that person. And uh, we would throw the football up, and and I'd love grabbing that ball because right. I'd like to see how long I can stay up without being tackled. <laughs> right. And I'll be honest with you, that helped me uh, with my running back skills. Yeah. Because everybody else was trying to tackle me and if I could stay up or, 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 or stay up longer than anybody else mm-hmm. then I felt that I did a great job yeah and you would just run back, back and run forth back and forth until, until you got exhausted and then, and, then, <laughs> and, then, and then when they tackle you throw the ball up somebody yeah. else gets it and then then you go after him or her yeah <laughs> and I said her because there were girls that played yeah. it too that's uh that's great stuff this uh weekend is going to be a lot of fun the Heisman trophy announcement airs this Saturday December 8th Eight o'clock, and the tension is going to be in the room. But the great thing about it is, once it gets announced, then right. it's just a night of celebration. It's a night of celebration. All these great athletes get back together. That's live on ESPN two. And also, uh, you can get for more information for the Wendy's High School uh, Heisman that airs on ESPN two on Sunday, December sixteenth at one o'clock. Go to Wendy's High School. Heisman.com. Archie, always great to have you. Well, thank uh, you for having me. I sure appreciate it. And I'll see you next time. And we'll see you next time coming through. The next time will be the 20th year. We look forward to that celebration. Thank you.
This is the best day ever. This is the best. Fucking Billy Connolly. Fucking this guy at Gabby Douglas. And now Archie Griffin. Best week ever. <laughs> it was it. How'd you not laugh? How? Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Fuck me. I just made Fez. <laughs> I just made Fez hold the Heisman. Yeah! Oh my god. I just made him hold the Heisman. <laughs> and why we took a picture. Oh god, that was great. That was the fucking best. Oh god, that was great. <laughs> oh, fuck. oh, best Friday ever. It was so fucking funny. <laughs> and when he said. When he started into it, and he goes, and I hope, I, and I'm like, I know what you're going to say. I know the game, dude. <laughs> oh, oh my god, oh my god, that was great. Does it get any better than that? Oh no, that was great. <laughs> oh god, that was great. Fucking thing. Oh god, and it just came up 15 minutes ago. Where he doesn't like to work. Where it's <laughs> fucking perfect. It's perfect. He's gonna be so pissed. <laughs> He's out there now with him. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> oh shit. Shit on me. That's just so funny. How does it work out? It's fucking great. Poor Fezzi cannot stop just feeling that shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Pips, make sure you send him back in here immediately. What's up? Send, send him. Make Fez sure in. Fez gets oh, in here. Yeah, There's definitely. A picture of Fez. <laughs> oh, it was great. Guy, it was fantastic. Oh my god, man. So oh. oh god. <laughs> Dude, we were laughing so hard. Yes, I know. The soundproof walls could not contain it <laughs> after Mr. Griffith left the studio. You did you know what was coming? When he starts saying, we used to play a game, and I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this. I had no idea. I was actually I expecting was something racist. <coughs> mm -mm. And I'm no like, way. I have no idea what's <laughs> coming next. And then that came. And, of course, uh, watching on the monitor from the booth as Chris Stanley bites <laughs> into his thumb to keep from laughing. I saw the huge grins in here. Because it's so fucking funny, because you just went through that. You're just saying how much you hated it. Absolutely, and that's just how accepted but, but it that's is. The, no, that's the name of the game, though. I don't think we call, we did not call it that in my neighborhood. I can't remember what we called it. Might have been Kill the Carrier. That's what we called it. But now I don't even think we called it that. I don't remember what we called it. I have to call Rap sometime and find out. Um, Tito, Ohio, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ronnie B. After all the love that you gave Ohio State for the uh, band performance a few weeks ago, and with your interview of Archie Griffin, I think you guys should be the official national radio show of the Ohio State fans. Well, who knows? Well, I'll probably end up there sooner or later one day. I don't know. Um, 
Here's uh, Dan. Dan, you're on the run of first show. Hey, buddies. Yeah, when I heard him say, I hope I don't get in trouble for this, I was praying to God he was going to say, kill the man with the ball. Yeah. But when he's fear the queer, I fucking <laughs> lost it, dude. That was oh, everyone did. Join in the fun. <laughs> so what, who was that? Was that were you, did you say anything? Or did, now, tell the truth. Did, did it make you angry, or did you feel like you got punched in the stomach? I felt like I got punched in the, right in the stomach. I had just said, I don't care for the word. This was great, because Hicks went back through everything, and it, you actually had that happen to you earlier this week. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, this is the second time it's happened this week. From someone I admired. <laughs> someone that I'm really big fan of. And uh, it just, even with his qualification of, I hope I don't get in trouble for this. Oh, God, it was great. Still came out so easily. The exact opposite But that's of the name of the game, though. You that's know what, I mean? what it's called. It's also Kill the Carrier. Yeah, but it depends on what it's called. Like, even like uh, Dodgeball... And my neighborhood, for some reason, was called Bombardment. And oh, yeah. I don't know anyone else ever called it that. Yeah, I, I never heard it. So it really has to do with just your neighborhood. Uh, um, here's Damien. You're on Ron Fez. Yeah, Ron, uh, I think it's geographical. Like, where where you're at is what you call the game. Like, oh. up here in Cleveland, we call it uh, Stick the Shit Bitch. See, that, is, uh, that, that could also be done. Um. Oh, God, that was fucking funny. And here's the thing with Archie telling that story. As soon as he said it, he got such gigantic smiles in here no. that he's going to continue to no. tell the story Let me tell because you. of the positive reaction. Let me tell you, and this is the truth. He was smiling and I was smiling because we remembered the fun of that thing. And I was laughing, thinking to myself, these poor kids had to play with fucking Archie Griffith. They weren't going to fucking... The way tackled him. Yeah, he's gonna carry them all across the fucking thing. That's that all. kid, he could run in college. I mean, he was just flat out scary. Ohio State used to get a lot of good running backs in those days. Well, they got that awesome band. Well, it's the state. I mean, they get obsessed with football. Obsessed. That's what, that's what they have, right? It's all they have. They have all kinds no, of things. That's, There's that's, a no. That's that's come on. Let's, all, be, right, let's look, all be look, honest here. Have, that's what they have. They don't have a Carnegie <laughs> Deli, but Rick, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Rorschach just wrote in. It's Fezzy versus the World, Chapter Two. Now I know what the rest of the show will be about. Hashtag Spear the Queer. Two chapters in one week. In less than a week. Oh, God, that was fucking funny, dude. It's perfect. That was some of the best stuff ever. God. Jason, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, we played yeah. Smear the Queer also, but we called it Hammer the Homo. All right, so same thing, really. Yeah. Yes, but with a different bad name. <laughs> uh, David, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, we didn't know any better as kids. We end knocks. We played Smear the Queer. We had all sorts of names. We played Cowboys versus Indians. We had all sorts of terrible things. It is true that most of the games that I would have told you that we played would have pissed off Archie Griffin more than you. <laughs> Whatever, it's cool. Oh, God damn, that was some funny shit, man. It was perfect. That, that was just made me fucking happy. The best day that could possibly happen. I'm glad you're enjoying yourself. But not, not it isn't so much because the word came up, because we knew 
that you were going to be sensitive about it. That's what was fucking funny. I was sitting at the board in the booth, and I just dropped. You would have to. My chin just hit the board <laughs> along with the rest of my face. And, like, and then the other uh, pips and the interns, you know, I looked over <laughs> at them for any sort of solidarity. Right. And everyone all of a sudden had something very important to do and not look at me. Well, they should have been pointing and laughing. They fucked up. Uh, Al, you're on Running Fez show. Hey, I grew up in a small Maryland town. It was most definitely smear the queer. I knew exactly what he was going to say as soon as he started it. Yeah. We, I, didn't, we didn't know what a queer was at the time, so it was just somebody who had to football to us. So. Yeah, I, I, I would yeah. agree. I would agree that it wasn't, it wasn't exactly because you're so young. when Because you, you can't play that game. When you get past like twelve years old or so, because you start to yeah, you start to fucking destroy knees and hips. You can only play that where you're light enough to just keep bouncing off each other. <laughs> I mean, just think of how much we tackled and wrestled each other when we were kids. Yeah, should have fucking been murdering people. Oh God. Oh. Can today get any better? Yeah. Um, Finley wrote in, Fez, in your neighborhood, what did they call it? Kill the carrier. No, did that have to do with the dreaded virus? Oh, my God. No. Had nothing to do with HIV. Oh, man, that was the funniest shit ever. <laughs> that made me so happy. Not because it was the uh, that it was politically incorrect. It just made me so happy because I know you've been having that kind of week. Uh -huh. And these things. Like, guess what? Guess who's not sleeping tonight? And now guess who, four years from now, something will come up about Archie Griffin and Fez is going to say, huh, that at, you know what I mean? Yep. And I won't remember this. <laughs> that Fez will never forget. This is so great. I love Archie Griffin. <laughs> Fucking guy's awesome. Oh, you never oh. even co follow college football till this <laughs> I'm year. I'm a Buckeye fan. Well, now I am. <laughs> uh, Patrick, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, I am an elementary PE teacher, and we do play Smear the Queer. I've never really thought about it being offensive. So uh, to make this happen, officially change the name, and we'll only play Tackle the Fag. Wow. And see, that's supposed to be funny. That's supposed to just get everyone howling. What is the worst term for it? They're all horrible. But you don't have a worse? I, I, I think the other F word is really... I mean, of things that get to me the most, mm -hmm. it's the other F word. Yeah. Um, are you going to be able to watch the Heisman now? I know you've been so excited about it. No, I'll just... You're not watching the Heisman. Oh, come on. I, I am not going to watch the Heisman now. It's been ruined for me. It's been tainted. Good luck, Manti Teo. <laughs> He's off playing Smear the Queer somewhere right now as mm -hmm. we speak. Fez, you still got to watch the Heisman. No. No, I'm not going to I'm not going to tune it. What what am I going to do? Watch when they pan through all the former Heisman winners and announce their names and be excited to see Archie Griffin get his name announced twice? You just pose for a picture with him. It's a great picture. As soon as that happened, Fez comes in, and I'm like, hey, we're all getting our picture taken with the Heisman. Here, you hold it, Fez. God damn it. And that, Got that, Archie's arm around me. Yeah. Of course. Archie's a great guy. Oh, he is a great guy. He's awesome. I really like him. 
Uh, Heisman Trophy announcement airs this Saturday, uh, 8 o'clock at 8 p.m. Uh, that's on the east, of course. I don't know what it is on the west, middle of the afternoon sometime, whatever they are out there. One more eight. Five. Five. I would just go like this. I'll forget it. I'm eating. I don't want to watch the Heisman. Um, and then right after that is the Bo Jackson, which I was pimping out to him. Fezzi, at least, so we can talk about it on Monday, I want you to watch the Bo Jackson. I had every intention on watching You Don't Know Bo on ESPN after we had Michael Bonfiglio in yesterday. I go home last night, and I'm like, wow, that was really cool. I can't wait to see this doc. Great. And, and I'm, I start looking through some things on YouTube, you know, because Bo Jackson, of course, has that Buccaneer debacle. So I wanted to see more the about the debacle, where he got into it with Hugh Coverhouse, the owner. Well, you know what that was about, right? Well, they cost him his baseball scholarship, I think. Yeah, they sent the plane for him. Yeah, they brought and him it didn't in. Cost him his a scholarship, but his eligibility. Right, that's it. So he's halfway through the season. They sent a plane for him to come down and check out their things because they're going to draft him first. And he got on the plane, and that meant that it, it was just... yeah, it was ruined. And they told him we've already checked it. Oh. So then he decides they want to make sure that I can't play baseball, so I'm forced to play football. So then he allowed himself to play baseball. The Bucks fucking drafted him anyway, and he wouldn't call. He wouldn't sign with them, and they got donut. You Culverhouse was like the worst owner in the history of the world. Holy! Fuck. He refused to trade for him after he took a. He picked him knowing he wasn't going to play, knowing he wasn't going to address. Well, he think that he was going. He knew he was like this fucking kid's bluffing. He's just pissed off at me. He's got nowhere to go. He's not going to play baseball. Oh, wait. <laughs> when you're drafted number one overall. With a giant contract, right? Yeah, and now what are you going to do? Go play the double-A team for the fucking Royals? No. It ain't going to happen. He thought the kid would crack. No. Never did. Bo then Jack. wouldn't trade him, so Bo's just like, fuck it. Wow, man. Bo Jackson don't give a shit. Get that into your mind. That is the shit. You guys are going to love this. And Monday, we're just talking Bo Jackson stuff. By the way... um, we brought up Michael, but he's going to be tweeting during that if anybody wants to do it with him. That's going to be awesome. M. Bonfiglio 2000 is his Twitter. So I, I'm looking for some more stuff on Bo Jackson, and I come across this. This is Bo Jackson on the hunting show Relentless Pursuit. Mm -hmm. And where's this at right now? Uh, it's on the IB Wire. If Why is it on the IB Wire? I sent it in after seeing this. So, if you look at this video, it's Bo Jackson stalking a deer, a doe, out in the wild. A female deer? Yes, a female deer. Doe. He's hunting. Hunting with a bow and arrow. This big doe seems to sense that something's not quite right. Yeah, the doe's right. But she just can't figure out what's wrong. Oh, Jack is going to get her. She's either caught a whiff or seen something she doesn't like. Stand and not long after, Where she steps go? into the it's hole. It's kind of terrifying. Yeah.
Oh, oh, yeah. oh. Damn, Bo. Bo put it right in the side. Bo put just on the side. Lift that fucking dough up. That's badass. An arrow right through the center of that deer. I just can't believe anyone is that emotionally happy putting an arrow through a living creature. So now you're turning on Bo? So, yeah, I am not going to be watching uh, You Don't Know Bo. Oh, come on. So, so my, you just gave up your entire Saturday night? My entire Saturday night that was completely planned with the Heisman Award ceremony and then You Don't Know Bo. No, it's... The, when I saw his reaction... And how he started to tear up after killing the deer. I thought, oh my gosh, maybe that was so brutal he was having some regret that he went ahead and did it when he saw the actual injury to the deer. The poor innocent thing. Well, and I no, it was, you, it was this, tears of joy. I told you that Bo is a hunter and in the documentary, it's just like animal heads are all over the place. Yeah, I don't support anyone that gets that much joy out of killing. Out mm. of just murdering something and calling it harvesting instead of murder. Do you call it murder how we get our food? Yes, we are slaughtering those animals. So you, you feel terrible every time you see a steak or a cheeseburger? No, I eat them. But I'm not going around putting unnecessarily arrows into living creatures. Well, they wouldn't lay on your plate unless someone killed them. So I wouldn't say it's not uh, necessary to uh, kill them. Yeah, that's somebody's job that goes in there and makes a living by providing that food for other people. He this provides is a hobby. He provides food as well. You're eating fresh meat. I understand that he eats it, and I get all that. Uh, but it's the it's the joy of ending another creature's life that I just don't understand. Um, here's Doug. Doug, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I don't ever call in here to pick on Fez, but this is the one thing he aggravates me about so bad. When he's sitting there wearing leather shoes, a leather belt, eating hamburgers and fucking diner pork chops, True. that was a clean, ethical kill in... He's going to use every piece of that meat, 
some people use the leather hides off of the deers to make moccasins or to make other things. I mean, you're, if you're going to, if you want to be a vegan and have that standpoint, I completely respect it because you're saying, I don't want to kill anything. But you can't eat a fucking greasy McDonald's cheeseburger, processed piece of horse shit fucking meat. Not with my heart. And then, and then get mad when somebody makes a clean ethical kill. He, I hunt. It is a little bit. I think Doug made the best point here that if you were a vegan, you could sit here and call it murder and we would have that discussion. And I could honestly get someone going, I can't take any animal ever being hurt. But you, you don't have that. You've lost your any kind of high moral ground when you eat meat. You're a meat eater. Yeah, but I'm taking the food thing out of it. I'm saying just the, you... the joy that this guy gets out of killing. First of all, again, you have to see the fact that he's the joy of accomplishing what he set out to do. Two, the way that a pig dies, that you end up eating the bacon or ham that you love, way worse. Way worse than what you just saw take place there. You just refuse to see it. It, also, the deer is in living like a deer, which is a good thing, rather than a pig that never really gets to experience what a pig's life is like. And here's the other thing. Since you don't believe in any God or afterlife, what's your big point anyway? It doesn't mean that life isn't precious. Well, uh, why? It's short anyhow. Yeah, but there's... Yeah, but why stab something through its... Insides, why make that life worse? Well, let's let me ask you that. Why do you do that? Why do you okay with the way chickens are treated, or cattle is treated, or pigs are treated? Why, why, why are you okay with that? That's providing necessary food. So is this, but it's better. It's a better way to go about it. It's this is the this is a natural way to go about it. This is circle of life stuff. This is a bloodlust. He. It actually sounded like a line out of Dexter. It's been a year and a half since I've killed. I'm not. I'm not on the same page as you here. You have to understand something. If you're playing this game, it's the hunter and the hunted is the natural way of the life on the planet. What isn't natural is going to a supermarket and buying something under plastic. That's the re that's the strange thing. That's the weird thing. So your thing would be perfect. If you were a vegan, maybe that's what you want to be. Uh, Dave, you're on the Run and Fetish show. Hey, what's going on, guys? Andy, you know, we love you and everything when you're just a gay guy. That's fantastic. But for some reason, when you make that little switch, you become the F guy. And you're the defin definition of F, like faggot. That's what happens to you. You become a faggot. After Fuck you. you. Thinking that you can qualify that word so that it sounds all right to use. That's fucking ridiculous. Do you got to work dirty like this, though? They do to me. Bonnie Kickbutt, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. Um, I used to feel more like Fez. I come from a, a family of hunters, but I was never really into it. Um, but until I, I started learning about what it's like on these factory farms for animals. And that deer gets to live a beautiful life in nature and has a very quick death and is put to good use. It didn't look all that quick to me. When the deer was running off with a deer uh, with an arrow through its side. Well, you know that does happen sometimes, but 
when you're an animal living in a factory farm, your whole life is suffering. Oh, yeah. Not just your death, but your whole life. So, um, I think, I think hunting, hunting is fine. Um, if you're, if you're, if you're eating the meat, if you're doing it just for, you know, a trophy, then I have a problem with it. But, um, if you're going to eat the meat, um, I don't, I don't have a problem with that anymore. I think it's horrible the way we treat our animals. So I, I would agree. I think we've really gotten strange with the way the way we are with our food. We've gotten uh, uh, far beyond what we should be doing. You know, we've gotten just nuts. Um, here's uh, Craig. You're on the Run Fez show. Hey, thanks a lot, Ronnie B. Uh, hey, Fez. Now you're not going to watch the Heisman. You're not going to watch Bo. Uh, what what's next? Uh, the asphalt company in front of your building. Uh, you don't like the way that they treat their employees. You're not going to come out of your apartment. Says it's not. That doesn't all make any sense. You. It's a big world. It does make sense. You always put it so it's it, it, it's everybody is against you. We're, a lot of people aren't. You know, it's just. You know, I, I don't care. You can do whatever you want to. Fucking suck. That's great, man. But. It's not always about you. People will have different cultures. I know? never said people don't watch the Heisman ceremony. I didn't say don't tune into ESPN at nine o'clock for the Bo Jackson story. What time in the West? Six. Uh, well, what you're trying to do is get people to go there one hour late. Oh. And I know exactly what you're up to. You try what? to get everybody to miss it. It starts at fucking eight. You were doing that on purpose. No, that was that was an honest mistake. Okay. I can't believe first Archie Griffin, now Bo Jackson. He was just hunting, Fez. He was just getting his hunt on. At That's least he's eating I saw food. the bloodlust in his eyes. I, I can't relate to someone like that. All right, when you see how excited fucking Hicks get about food, does that get a bloodlust in his eyes? Fucking love a cheeseburger. I'm hungry as fuck. I bet we get surprise burgers today. Oh, please. <laughs> please. I'm a burger lust right and now. And then he's in the mood to smear the beer. It's Friday. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's Katie. Katie, you're on the Run of Fez show. Um, hey, Ron. I come from um, a family of, like, uh, hog and uh, chicken farmers, and I usually stick up for Fezzy. It really pisses me off. You know, when people uh, crack down on him or whatever. But I don't think he understands, like, domesticated animals have a piss-poor life in captivity. They're brought up for nothing but food. The chickens are so heavy and so pumped full of antibiotics that they can't walk more than a couple steps before they collapse underneath their own weight. Some of them don't even get in the light. Yeah, those chicken yeah. coops are horrifying. So why add to animal misery by putting arrows through them? It's not adding to their misery. It's the way of nature. And it's also, when you go, we also kill deer and eat venison. And I can remember as a child my dad telling me that there's two choices for an animal. Would you rather be an animal that gets to live on a stud farm and pregnate all these heifers? Yay, it's wonderful. Or would you like to be... The bull that gets to go into the city for one day and be the center of attention in a bullfighting arena and die on his feet instead of living on his knees for the rest of his life. It's the way of nature. They're going to... 
I don't think a bullfighting arena is nature. I really don't think someone dressed up in sequence with a cape is the way nature works. Putting spear after spear into the back of a bull. I, I, I don't see how that's nature's plan. You don't want to go to the bullfights? No. Another vacation ruined. We were going to go to Madrid. Um, here's cigars and scotch. Tapas. I uh, hope I don't get in trouble for saying this, but Bo is just playing Smear the Deer. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah, I won't be participating in any of it Saturday night. Everyone else, enjoy. Jeff, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, hey, Fez is like one of those African dictators. He wants to sit there and uh, order people to kill, but he don't want to get his own hands dirty. That's true. Do you, don't you feel like... Every time that you sit down at a meal that you're responsible for an animal's death? No, I don't feel that way. But you are. Unless you were buying, those animals wouldn't die. Yeah, but those animals are dying so that people have food. It's necessary food. No, it isn't. Plenty of people eat without eating flesh. Plenty of people. If you really feel this way, you could easily become a vegan or a vegetarian. We have tons of friends that are vegetarians. Yeah, I could do that. And and uh, all right, it's on like Donkey Kong. Oh my God! How long do you think you'll last? Well, I tried it one Lent, and I went two weeks. Oh shit! And just start eating meat. Yeah, because I was like all lightheaded. What meat did you eat? Begin? Did you break the fast with baby? Oh, you cannibal! I went and had a steak. Ah, nice. Um, here's Will. Will, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddies. Um, yeah, if if you watch some of those shows set in Alaska that they've got on some of the like Discovery and stuff, you know they hunt, they treat those animals. You know they hunt them, and it can be brutal. But they treat those animals with respect. It, it might look brutal, but, you know, they really do have a reverence for what that animal is providing. And like Ron said, it is the absolute, the most natural thing. Predator versus versus prey is, goes back um, before, you know, we while we were still living in trees. So, And if Fez goes to vegetarian, will that make him a faggot? No, it will not. It would make me a vegan or a vegetarian. What's a faggot? Um, I'm guessing it's a gay vegan, according to that caller. I don't get it. It's... Oh! Oh. Oh. I'm assuming that's what he meant. You don't get the circle of life thing, Fez? You don't believe in it? No, I believe in it, but if it was true nature, then Bo Jackson should run down that deer. And not put a sharp object through its uh, insides. It's in our nature to build tools. That's what we've done. That's how we moved up in the food chain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's not true nature. Yes, it is true nature. That's a human nature. That's an artificial implement uh, used in the predator and prey process. That's You're saying artificial like it was given to us from the outside. No. Humans did this. That's how they moved up in the food chain. That's not artificial. That's created... Uh, probably very much as part of our evolution, using our big thing. Here's how you got to think of it this way, Fez. The hungry and the hunted. 
explode in rock and roll bands. And then they face up against each other out in the street, down in jungle land. Um, here's Mike. Mike, you're on the Run and Fez show. Yeah, down south, we didn't call it harvesting the deer. We called it harvesting the queer. All right. Here's Matt. Matt, you're on the Run and Fez show. Yeah, I agree with Fez. Why, why couldn't Bo just uh, get the deer and put it on a train and head it up to Canada? Here's the weird thing about that, Fez, as you're saying that. He's actually hunting with an arrow. Badass. I mean, giving him, you know, the full benefit of sport for this. Giving the deer the full benefit of sport? Yeah. It just didn't seem very sporting when the deer's trying to escape with an arrow through it but, and taking off and waiting to die. Well, the sport part of it would have been that the deer would have had to figure out that there was a predator around. Wish you would have gotten a headshot. I don't know if they go for headshots like that. I guess not. I guess they did what he did, right? Just to yeah. get a fucking big wound and then just fucking wait it out. Yeah, you just follow it. Follow the bleeding. I'd be a headshot guy. Well, yeah. then you couldn't put it on your wall. This one, we only had to go 50 yards on. Why are you whispering like um, that? In case I'm going to kill three more. He had three tags, so he's going to get two more. Shit. We know what we're going to be eating for lunch. Venison? Fez is like this every day. We know what we're going to be eating for lunch. I'm going to call Paul's um, and get some pizza. Oh, really? We'll sit down and grease on that. Oh, I want to grease on that shit. <laughs> mm. Uncle Paul's, baby. Um, Here's Don. Don, you're on Run the Fest show. Lost you. Tony. Hey, guys. You know, I, I live in the Cleveland area, and we got a big problem with deer getting hit by cars, and I'm a hunter, and I just I can't stand, you know, vegetarians because, you know, how can you eat your pudding if you don't eat your meat? That is true. You can't have any pudding if you don't eat your meat. Well, Fez, you're going to have to either think about this a little bit or become a vegetarian. Uh-huh. Well, I will look. You feel in, like you're leaning in that direction? I feel like I'm leaning towards vegetarianism. Oh, that's fucked up. Well, what are you looking into? Salad? Tofu? Uh, I have to see, you know, ex- I know if you combine certain carbohydrates, you can make a protein. So, what are you talking about? Beans? Like if, yeah, beans. If you combine beans and rice, that makes a protein for you. Yeah, I don't beans, think you got to look into anything. Beans, nuts, that's protein. Yeah. Soy, soy products. Peanut butter jelly sandwich. Oh, yeah. Cheese pizza. Mmm. From Uncle Paul's, right? Yeah. Oh, man. Of course. That's going to be so good. It's delicious, isn't it? The way it tastes. (laughs) You don't know. You still got an hour. You could get surprised. I love surprises. I know you do. I know you do. (laughs) You've been so good this week. (laughs) So you know how to do it. Um, Todd, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, buddy. Yeah, I want to know if Fezzi has ever seen one of those videos on how they process beef and chicken. Have you ever seen one of those videos, man, of how inhumane it is? The it's way pretty awful. I've never watched one. Oh, it's pretty fucking awful. Watch Food Inc. It'll fuck you up. He doesn't watch any documentaries and or even rock documentaries. You have, a, you have a problem with Bo Jackson's bow hunting and then 
but you'll still eat a cow, man. What a dude! I wanted us all to fucking sit around and talk about this on Monday. I thought we, this was going to be my idea. Like we were all going to be like, Jesus Christ! Did you see Bo run up that wall? That shit was crazy. Oh my god! Oh my fuck me! Remember Archie Griffin? What he said? Yes, we all remember what Archie Griffin said. No, that's it's be like on Monday when we're talking about Bo Jackson. Also, bring up Archie Griffin. There's the deer coming my way right now. Here, let's just watch the kill shot again first and see if that bothers you. I'm not even sure if he hits him. I think he misses. Oh, wait, well, wait to tell. Seems to sense that something's not quite right. Fez seems to sense that something's not quite right. Did you want to yell at the fucking screen and ask him to run? Oh, yeah. I wanted to, like, you know, start clapping my hands, anything to scare the deer off. I don't want you searching for stuff without one of us there. Here comes Bo. He does look scary as shit back there. Right? I mean... It's frightening. Last week I got to kill a human like this. It good for a week. I'm gonna start killing white people. <laughs> oh no! Well, Jackson killed a lot of white people. Uh, I don't think he hit him, Fez. I think he's fine. I th- I think he's going to play with his friends. Running away, fine. He's okay. He's, he's okay. okay. Say it. They zoom he's in. He's gonna be okay. <laughs> Say it and I'm slow it man. down so you can see the shaft go into the deer. Whoa! The balls in the shave. Balls deep. Balls in the shave. Cream pie. Deer cream Shot pie. Shot through the heart and bows to blame, but Fez gives gays a bad name. I want to try to get Fez next. Um, look who it is. It's Lady Trucker. Hey, Ron. Um, first of all, I'd like to give a big thanks to the editor of the Intero Bang. A uh, lot of patience, and they posted on Unfiltered for a competition that I'm in. That's great. What are you, what are you doing? Sit-ups? Oh. What's your competition? Shot put? No, uh, I'm in a competition to be a CSA expert. What the heck does that mean? CSA is compliance service and accountability it's a way that the fmcsa monitors truckers and trucking companies oh that's great nice so what i'm doing is i'm having to post a five minute video every two weeks and then people can vote for me about what and and if i win i have a chance to win five thousand dollars holy time to ball out with that shit right nice trucker get that money Nice. Get fucked up. But, uh, yeah, if people click on the link, they can find out my full name, what I look like, and find out who I work for. Next available time and location has been updated. The uh, last time I checked, I was running at 7%. All and right. Looking at, good. Uh, the, yeah, leading person was at like 30-something percent. All right. Closing in right there. Yeah, and I, just, uh, I, just, I think, I the, you know, the interesting thing is I'd like to see if your listeners could uh, attempt to crash that website because the launch date was delayed two weeks because they had technical issues. What a bunch of dicks, right? Well, I've had to be patient with it. 
But uh, the primary reason I signed up for this competition is the six finalists got an iPad, and uh, I was supposed to have an iPad back in like July or August, but last Sunday I was finally able to get it. All right, nice. So things are going well. We were all supposed to have iPads. Getting some iPads. Fucking tablet style. Not an iPad mini, right? I think it's a piece of shit. Oh, you don't like the mini? I got an iPad too. I want a fucking, I want an iPad as big as possible. All right, is this her video? Yes. Play a little bit and let's just check out what she's doing. How can a driver challenge? They receive roadside. Oh! 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 She's no! Doing, she's doing Mr. Bill from 1977. <laughs> hello, Mr. Bill. Why did you have such a massive oh no? Why, hello, Lady Trucker. Why, those birds in the behind, babbling baboons, buffalo belching, bubble bombing, boomerang blue ball, ballooning buffoons, belly belching, belt bulging, buck boring, band boom, bear bat, bull bull, bullying, bullock, barrack, bullying, bureaucratic, bad boys gave me a bad, a horrific CSA score. Well, Mr. Bill, did you go to csa.fmcsa.dot.gov to check out your CSA score? Why, yes, I did, Lady Trucker. How can I challenge the violations I received roadside? I feel like I'm drowning. Oh, no! Well, that's pretty great stuff. Goes on and on like that, huh? Yeah, it goes on and on. Uh, it's a pretty boring subject, but uh, yeah, having fun working with Mr. Bill. So what's everybody do? They go and they vote for you? Yeah. They uh, can go to attcsachallenge.bigtrucktv.com. <laughs> what the fuck? Just send unfiltered. <laughs> Just go to unfiltered and click on the link. <laughs> there. Is that so much easier? That's a right, we put it up in the wire for you, too. Oh, shit. Oh, thank you, buddies. Really appreciate it. Although, I got to tell you the truth, I can't even, even find it through that. Like, I'm clicking on, I don't even see the Mr. Bill thing that you found. How did you find the Mr. Bill part of it, Fez? Um, there's a link just below the post on where it says, Vote for Lady Trucker as the CSA expert. All right, someone wrote, this is the worst thing I ever listened to, and I was alive during 9-11. That's mean. That's really mean and terrible. You can't say this is worse than 9-11. All right, Lady Trucker. Okay, well, I really appreciate the plugs, buddy. Okay, pal. Have a great day. All right. Try to get people to retweet it or whatever the hell people do. I don't know what it is. Get that money. I don't go on out there. Keep rolling that money. Here is um, here's John in Nashville. You're on the Running Fed Show. Hold on, wait a second. I'm still trying to type in that uh, address. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Lady Trucker at, uh, I'm a dipshit. That, what was it? One of those. I mean. Oh, my God. Hey, I love your show, guys, Thanks. by the way. <laughs> hey, uh, Ronnie, I, got, I think Fez has got some issues. Well, I know he does. But anyway, 
he's got quite a dilemma going here. I, I heard him saying earlier about how it's not natural and all these things. It's not natural. It's not natural. And yet he's got this gay thing going. And a lot of people would say that that's not exactly natural hmm. either. That's quite a quandary. It's not invi- involving a bow and arrow <laughs> yet. Well, what, kind, what now? Still... Someone it's still a prick going into well. something, and that's bad. Yeah. All right, we got a break here. We're going to be right back. I got to catch up with the break six. We got to catch up. Why don't you warn me early in the shows? You know, my best friends, Gabby Douglas, Archie Griffin, you know what I mean? Oh, they're awesome. We're doing a lot of stuff today. Fez has been on a goddamn tear. You've been nuts. The kids are still giddy from Gabby. Oh, so giddy. All right, we break. We're right back. Ron Fez. Ron Bennington, Fez Wally. This is the Ron and Fez Show. More next. Mrs. Fields Cookies, it's the great way to celebrate the holidays. Who doesn't like to get a nice tin of cookies at the holiday season? It's MrsFields.com. You can get all kinds of great gifts put together for your boss, your relatives, anyone that's just stopping by that you need to get for quick. MrsFields.com. They got great holiday gift packaging, so it's the perfect gift to give because it's all set to go. And Mrs. Fields cookies are baked daily, sealed fresh, and delivered fast right to your recipients. Each cookie gift, they can personalize these things with a message they can put the company logo on there a photo all of these things or for immediate gratification you go to mrsfields.com and find where your local mrs fields store is 100 satisfaction guaranteed the perfect gift to give and if you mention xm code xm1 that's XM1. You get 20% off of your purchase at MrsFields.com. That code XXM1 at MrsFields.com. Or call 1-800-COOKIES for Mrs. Fields. Do that today. Uh, here we go on a Friday, Friday, and here's Dan. Dan, you're on a Fed show. Hey, yo, Ronnie. Whoever picked up the uh, Gravedigger track is my hero. As always, it's Chris Stanley. Chris Stanley bringing it. 
Little underground hip hop fucking playlist for Black Friday. What's wrong with overground hip hop? Oh, it's fine. It gets, but you know, it's overground. It gets all this exposure. So I thought maybe shed light on some underground stuff. Even though this band isn't even together anymore. Riz is in it. Oh, there's a piece up on the iBank today. Uh, and also, we've got the contest winner to give out. Uh, but also up on the iBank is Press Play and Sit Your Ass Down. Some great albums. Uh, also, the uh, Bernie uh, Kozar thing that's up. Yeah. I guess he did this on ESPN. Yeah, on the Hooligans. And some people are upset about this. Um, yeah, some people are pissed, saying that the uh, yeah that they're, they're they're angry that they these guys were fuck they should have just hung up on him or whatever. And then some people are pissed at him for calling up drunk. There's a lot of blame being thrown around for a drunk phone call. All right, well, is it drunk or does he have something wrong with his That's, brainiac? Yeah, some people are all then some other people are saying, hey man, he's not drunk. His just brain's fucked up. From all right, let's take hits. a listen to it. Selling vehicle in the country right now. A tractor. Ford F-150. Or a truck. A truck. And then the Chevrolet Silverado. One and two. Pickup trucks. Hmm. Pickup trucks are one and two in the most vehicles sold in a particular month. And it's every month. And I own one, baby. Let's talk to Bernie Kozar. Joins us as he does every Wednesday. Bernie, ever watch Duck Dynasty? I'm trying to really figure out what you guys are talking about. <laughs> like, really? I like, really? Like, where are you? Like, well... Really? You know, I'm trying hard. I'm trying hard to like blend in and make you look good. I have no idea what you're talking about. Duck Dynasty. You've never seen Duck Dynasty? It's one of the most popular reality shows out there, Bernie. Oh my God. Hey, speaking of reality shows. (laughs) Oh my God. Speaking of reality shows. I'd rather have Frank's and Beans, okay? Come on, yeah. Speaking of reality shows, Bernie, you you had a nice little appearance there last night on uh, the Browns. show on the travel channel oh don't start at the beginning come on bro don't do that at the beginning um god bless them okay don't, don't make me cry that was quite a scene i will grant you that uh what did you think of the show in general other than your part on it uh, it was a little bit of a look behind the scenes oh it's awesome yeah it's awesome i mean uh, if we all think we have issues Look at what that poor mom has to go through. Okay? And and go let's go back to Duck and Dynasty because like look what she has to go through. <laughs> like, like that stuff's hard. Alright man, let's look what, what, what we have to go through, what we're talking about, our issues, they're not really issues. What she has to and and hey, 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 Bruce. The next one's harder and worse. It's more emotional. Okay, I paid like all the rest of my money for the young man to have surgery. Okay, five and a half years old. He's had 21 surgeries. All right, let's just stop it for a second. You know, so people are saying that the radio station shouldn't have had him on. Is that what spins going down? Yeah, people are pissed. They should have just got out of the phone call because he seemed all whacked out or... I never would have got out of that phone call if I was doing the show. Having a mental breakdown. Or yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, keep yeah, it yeah. going. 
trying to do a fucking show here. Everyone's Got pissed. everybody who's ready to fucking lock into this. Everyone's pissed at everyone. Um, it's not like they called up a fucking hospital and they killed himself or something. Here's Tony. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. I think um, I saw like on a 30 for 30 or some ESPN special. He's uh, uh, Bernie Kosar. I mean, obviously, he was. I think he was hammered. But uh, his dad, I guess, uh, was a huge alcoholic and physically abused him and when he was a kid. So I think it's been the gene has been passed down officially. I didn't know Bernie had all these problems, and I guess he had some concussion problems. Yeah, concussion problems. He was in, he was in thirty for thirty broke. He's wow. He was in broke. Yeah, and, yeah, that's what it was. And his daughter, I was looking this up today after I saw this this audio come out or whatever. His daughter's a porn star. No, Lexi Silver. How do we know she's not just saying? No, that's it's 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 known. It's no, is that the daughter grew up with him, or is that like, oh... That's his kid. You know, some waitress that he was with, and she had a kid, and he didn't... No, know. no, no, this is with his wife. He had, like, four daughters. Okay. And this one is getting, you know, fucked and sucked. All right. Have a little respect. Here's the East Side Dave. Ronnie? Dave, what is uh, going on where you are right now? Well, only a couple weeks after a hurricane and a blizzard, power outages... Now, half a mile from my house, there's a hostage situation where some guy is holed up, and there's a complex that literally is a half a mile from my house, quarter mile, and he's got a whole bunch of people at gunpoint. Um, do you know why? I mean, is it like a robbery going wrong, or what is it? I don't know why. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I was in my car, and then I stopped at 7-Eleven, Five cop cars come zooming past me, so I asked the guy at 7-Eleven, do you know what's going on? And he was listening to the radio and said, some guy is holding a guy at, you know, at gunpoint at Brighton Arms. That's the name of the complex, Brighton Arms. And so, I mean, this, is, this has got to stop here. New Jersey is, is totally off the fucking rails. Well, it's always, it always has been. You're just picking up on it. But, Dave, this is your opportunity to get yeah. over there and maybe help somebody or save somebody. Oh no no! But I, maybe I could cover it for like a news story or something. I I, I don't. I'm cover not sure. Cover it from the I'm... inside. <laughs> I'm, not... <laughs> I'm inside the building right now. <laughs> I can see. It looks like he has a machine gun. Right, he's pointing the gun at me. All right. He's pointing this loudly. <laughs> looks like he's going to shoot me in my eye. No, just cheek. It was just his cheek shot. My final words on this play are your mom's box. Oh. All right. So, yeah, um, I'm, I'm also seeing this on Twitter. Uh, Brighton Arms. Um, and then the hashtag will ends will be ends. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is too much. And then, by the way, here's what I love. With, with absolutely nothing behind it, the two guys online... To buy their cigarettes at 7-Eleven, we're going, you see, it's a copycat. The guy from Kansas City Chiefs kills himself, and now this guy's got to take oxygen. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what is the correlation at all? All right, Dave, hey. according to Twitter, you live in a crack neighborhood. <laughs> that you can just, don't worry about where I live. I, you know, we're getting by. But I'm telling you, I, I need to make a, just a fucking few more dollars to move. Literally, if I just drive a mile west, I'm, I'm out of all this shit. Yeah. On. I never get hit by these things. There's no one pulling hostages. They're going to have to send in Kevin Spacey and Sam Jackson. I don't know what's going on. But, uh, yeah, and, and, and so 
these guys are like a hypothesized that it was a fucking Kansas City chief. Well, I mean, you know, the guy just shot his wife and killed himself. I don't know what's going on, but I can tell you this. I can absolutely tell you. There's no less than 20 cop cars that have been driving past me since I was at 7-Eleven. According to what they say here, and I'm just getting like regular random Twitter people, snipers okay. are already up. SWAT team is in. SWAT team is there. Yeah. Um, every town we're talking about, Asbury Park, Belmar, every town, all of their, all of their fucking top uh, divisions are going over there. So I'd say now's a good time to loot, or if you want to do some cat burglary. Uh, no, you don't want to say that. that. Hey, oh, they also said Chris Christie is on his way there. <laughs> Wearing the fleece with the <laughs> name on the face. Because we, we, we don't know who he is? Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for that. And I'm sure Cory Booker's on his way shortly after there. But this is too much, Ronnie B. I, I, I'm a, you know, this is just too much. I wish I could give you some more information. Get closer. Get on your belly and try to get up into the building. If I do, I'll take some uh, pics and maybe you'll see them on my Twitter account, okay? All right. I want to ask you why you're here because I have you and, uh, and of course, Chris Stanley. You guys doing the big show this Saturday, That's right? That's right. Dave Max Sports Program, 7 p.m. on this channel tomorrow night. And if you got either one of you guys, I'm going to invite you on my new podcast called The Lookers. Um, we wait, look whoa, at stuff. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Ronnie B, we got a show called The Watchers. Yeah. It's yeah. uh, it's a movie show. It's on iTunes. My mine is going to be called The Lookers, and we don't watch as closely as you do. We're just <laughs> looking at it. Yeah, I mean, Does I don't even know. Anything, <laughs> Does it have any, anything to do with movies? Or are you, are you yeah, movies? it's like movies are on every once in a while. We look over at them. <laughs> um, hey, uh, Mr. B, something else. Yeah. Bernie Kozar. Yeah. Troy Aikman. Right. Um. Uh, John Elway and Joe Montana. They're all at the uh, Hawaii quarterback thing, and they set up a uh, one of those old-school tires. And they said that the rest of the QBs did fairly well. Montana got 7 out of 10. Bernie Kozar, 10 out of 10. And, uh, and, for, and, and all those guys, Hall of Famers, are still saying it was one of the greatest exhibitions of passing they'd ever seen. Well, so Bernie Kozar always threw darts. I mean, he didn't have some big gun, but yeah. he... he and also was a really bright guy, could run an offense. But he, let me with with the with the drinking thing. Where does it stop being funny? Like we know we like to laugh at people who are drunk, right? But yeah. what isn't funny? Uh, I think you know any type of accident where you know the the, the person. I, you know you you know what's happened to me a couple times, and people then say, oh this is a, when you piss yourself. Any bodily fluid? Crying. All right, when's the last time you pissed yourself, Dave? Uh, about six months ago. All right, and what people will say to you, this is going too far? Yeah, they'll, they'll say, what do you know? So get it, get it together. And I was actually at my friend's house. It was just, you know, we had a big session with my band, the Quertos. Yeah. And I, I needed to relax a little bit. And I don't know, something funny was on, or I was just, <laughs> I was just hanging out, and all of a sudden my, my whole groin was wet. So your buddies were actually like, no, this isn't funny anymore, Dave. <laughs> This is no. going too far. Well, I believe it was take a cab home now. Yeah. Go uh, home. No, that sounds uh, that sounds awful. But then but see I, I always make you know, I tell people I did wet the bed till I was sixteen. 
So I from just drinking. That yeah, from <laughs> drinking. Now, now, what about for you, Davey? Uh, what about for you, Chris Stanley? Uh, the last time I pissed myself fucking drinking was maybe a few years ago. I only piss myself when I'm drinking uh-huh. when I'm also on a bunch of cold medication. All right, so yeah, cold medication, cold medication mix, right? Mix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine, so uh, fed. I, I yeah, you now, know what that means. Yeah, don't I? Just because you're sniffling, don't make it cold medication. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for you, when's it not funny anymore? Uh, crying when someone someone someone's starts, tearing like, up, breaking, not even tearing, like even maybe a little crying, but it's like an emotional breakdown. It's right. like, all right, this is fucking getting weird. You don't understand, man. Yeah. You don't fucking get it. You're just drunk. <laughs> I'm a dick, and everyone knows it. <laughs> you, you wouldn't be saying this if you were sober. I'm a fucking <laughs> asshole. So <laughs> fuck fucked up. up everything. Drink some water. Um. <laughs> What about for you, Fuzzy? I would say inappropriate touching. Getting like jerking off? W- way too touchy-feely. Like uh, Joe Namath and Susie Kober. Oh, that's funny. I, that's laughed at the, that's I thought hysterical. the Joe Namath was fine. And I actually agreed with her. I mean, like, she was like, this is great. I have no problem with this. I thought it was fantastic TV. And the thing about Joe is, you know, Susie was like a young broad to him. You know what I mean? He yeah. wanted a piece of that. So she, why wouldn't she, he take she's a She's not a bad-looking broad. Yeah, no, I, I think, think she's very, very attractive. Yeah, and I, I, I'm definitely more... I'm, I never do the crying thing, but I'm definitely more of the touchy-feely... I think I hugged Pepper once in the Ron and Fez office. My most embarrassing days after that. drinking were when I just inappropriately got huggy and uh, but sexual? touchy. But sexual? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? He, I, that I'm, New Year's Eve... Haunts he, me. He came on to a friend of ours, little brother, <laughs> and which made it almost like twin cest in a way. Oh, oh my god! Man. Why? Yeah. And he came on to a, a the little brother of somebody that he used to have a crush on, but never tell. That was a buddy. Oh, this, he got really fucking bad. This yeah, fucking hole just, is too deep. Oh my god, Fez. Like but with se- Fez's medication, he really had trouble drinking after that. Yeah. Yeah, medication. Right, right Ronnie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know what you're saying. All right, so you so it mainly comes down to how bad you humiliate yourself before it's a problem. You know, yeah. like like that New Year's Eve, I would have rather pissed myself than did what I did. Would you rather shit yourself? Uh yeah, I would have rather shit myself. <laughs> I've done that before. I did it. And the worst thing that ever happened was I passed out in college, at Fordham in college, and then they wrote, you know, dick and Swastika. I'll kill those and, fuckers. And, Swastikas. Yeah. And the thing was, okay, I can get it. You know, we're in college. This is what's supposed to happen. So I'm scrubbing and scrubbing and stuff. I get out of the shower, and it's still there. And I had to go back in for another like, hour-long shower, scrub, 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 and it was still there again. And they used permanent fucking marker on my fucking, on my face. So then I, I I broke the bathroom in the mirror, which cost six hundred dollars, and I pissed in the stairwell because I was still drunk, and I got found out. And that's one of the main reasons why I got kicked out of Fordham, and uh, so that was not good. That was and, a, that was over the line. And then the other uh, uh, reason was you were also pulling a zero point zero. He had never. Board. He also had never found any of his glasses <laughs> and didn't know who his advisors were. Well, actually, that's my thing. When, uh, with my first day at Fordham, 
Um, I was passed out in the main lawn, you know, where all the kids go. Yeah. And I just, like, kind of wake up bleary-eyed to, like, people going, Hey, that's that fucking redhead kid from the bar last night. Every person who passed me was saying that. So I must have, A, created a scene at the bar and then was passed. So I was just like, I looked at it as, like, the big fucking drunken, you know, failure. Right, but person. you were trying to get popular, and that was kind of working. I mean, you were being noticed. Hell yeah. It you did know? work. It you, did work, yeah. You got a buzz going. Yeah, that's true. That's a good, that's a good uh, positive way to look at it. Uh, do you think it's worse to do what, like the inappropriate hitting on someone or the inappropriate hitting? So would you have rather heard that you like got inappropriate with either a friend's chick or your chick's friend? I'd rather punch someone in the face. Or you'd rather be in a fist fight I'd somewhere. I'd rather be in a fist fight. No yeah, way. That's... No way. Yeah. I think if you if people are drinking, they should expect... To be, you know, hit on and made uncomfortable. I've, every single party I've ever been to for the last 10 years, I'm sure I've gotten too close to someone, you know. It, yeah, every single time. And meanwhile, I even when I'm drunk, I don't like someone giving me the headlock or slap, slapping my back, any of that type of over-aggressive, hey, we're drinking, you know, I hate that shit. All right, good call on that. He doesn't like to put up with the physical stuff, but you, Hicks, you would never... You would never want to know that you hit on somebody inappropriately. Oh, because I have. I, I yeah. been St. Patrick's Day like seven or eight years ago. I can't mm -hmm. fucking. I just got kicked out of college, and I was on a fucking tear for months. Yeah, and uh, I it was I was pissed drunk. I fucking this this kid we knew was a bartender. I fucking hit on his girlfriend. I hit on my boy's fucking chick, and I passed out a pile of garbage. <laughs> and someone found you are me. A pile of garbage. <laughs> I woke right. up the next day feeling pretty shitty. He boxed so you a shot that time. You were actually humiliated about yourself. Well, I felt pretty bad. Where, uh, there was one time where Pepper was drunk, and he did just what I said. I told him a joke, and he slaps him. He does a fucking Ric Flair chop on my chest because, uh. he's, because he was laughing. But even when I was drunk, and I was like, dude, what the fuck? What, 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 Hell, this is fucking wild. Good times. Hey, one of the times that Fez got way drunk doing Irish car bombs on the air, <laughs> then after the fucking show, right, he goes outside, he takes his shirt off, and he keeps giving Ric Flair chops to the fucking, <laughs> to the wall. Right? Like, really hard. And I'm like, dude, you better fucking stop it. Then he literally, he literally passed out in the gutter. <laughs> <laughs> he's laying in the gutter in the stream of piss and mud. Fucking garbage juice. My foot was in the sewer. <laughs> so I fucking took him back to my place. I fucking, because he kept like dry heaving and acting like he was choking, I throw something on the floor like a mattress. I bring it from downstairs. I put a mattress on the floor. I throw him on the mattress and then I just start watching TV all night. So he wakes up. Like four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning, and this is after he would crawl back and forth, dry oh, heaving, Jesus. and I just ignored. Yeah. Right, and every once in a while, I'm like, "You're gonna make it, buddy. Don't worry, you're fine." Oh, it's, it's a nightmare. And then after all that, he wakes up and he's like, "Oh, trying to piece up together." And I was telling him about dry heaving all, and he's like, "This. Why does my fucking <laughs> hand kill me?" Because <laughs> <laughs> you're stupid. Because you're fucking stupid thought you could chop a building down. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, so Fez, here's, here's two for you. Would you have rather what happened with your buddy's younger brother uh -huh. 
Or what happened with that weird little kid that you were fucking screaming at that you're a piece of shit. Oh, you, you threw wow. stuff. That's Freddy. Um, I would have rather... Wow, I hate the anger stuff, too. But I would have rather yelled at the intern, oh, screamed wow. and yelled at the intern. So can you imagine something worse than what he did to Fast Freddy? For like Says, an hour and a half straight. Yeah. It was fucking nuts. Freddie's still not the same. I talk to him occasionally. Yeah, he's, he's, he's fucked up. He's, he's still he's still upset a hey, little bit. Chris you know? Stanley's still not the same because of all the shit that Fez said to him. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, now, Dave, remember when you told me like you're like, what's up with Fez? He never called me back. Yeah. Uh, he yeah, said yeah, that yeah, he yeah. did text you back and that he called you a drunk for that. I text you. I text you that night. I was out watching the game. I wasn't able to talk to you. I don't believe I that. Get, so I, I, I texted you back. And I didn't I'll, get that text. I swear. I wouldn't have said that. If I, I didn't get that text. And then also, we've never, like, we've texted each other after a game, but we've never spoken. And I'm like, I don't want to jinx the Irish now. There's, there's, there's no jinxes. There's, all that has to happen is Chris Pepper Stanley, from day one, game one, has said, has guaranteed a Notre Dame win. Hey, uh, who's going to win the Heisman Award this weekend? I think J.O.'s going to take it because he just got two more awards, including Outstanding Player of the Year. Oh, you guys are going to be working then, right? Yeah, we'll be. Yeah, it'll All be right, I'll be listening us. in for yeah. the excitement level. Hell yeah. yeah then, I, I think J.O.'s got a good shot. I mean, do you really want to give it to a freshman? No, I yeah. don't. That's what keeps it. That, that's uh, my only thing. Sorry, kid. You're too young. You got other, ch you got other chances. Got now, yeah. where are they doing this at? Um, I think they moved it to Radio City. I don't think it's at the Downtown Athletic Club what anymore. Is, no, it hasn't been there in years, but I didn't know it was Radio Best City. Best Buy Theater. All right, Best Buy Theater. It's on the other side. I want you guys just to leave here and go over there okay. and get him on your show and bring him back. All right. I'm going, as, as soon as I'm done with my uh, fabulous hostage coverage, I'm going to go right over there. Uh, Dave, I'm just looking at this as according to Twitter, but the guy's heading towards your house. Oh my God. Oh, yeah, I got you on Google Street Maps right now, <laughs> and he looks like he's about 18 feet behind you. Oh, shit. Okay, all I have is a tennis racket, so I'm not really prepared for this. All right, see you later, Davey Mac. Okay, see you guys. All right, we got to uh, read off the winner here. Oh, shit. Of, and they'll be able to pick what prize they want. Yep. Um, these are all good, but the person who won, it was Nuts and Bolts won, Woo! Dave from Portland. Dave, you got it! I guess you can see who pushed for you hardest, Dave, Chris Stanley. You got that shit, son. the big judgmental thing. So, Chris, after the show, find out which one of the prizes that he'll pick. He will be contacted. Lots of stuff up on the iBang and lots of stuff going up today. Uh, Fez, you got anything else you need to plug? Uh, no. Nope, Archie just... Griffin uh, tomorrow night is playing Smear the Queer on ESPN. Uh, After that, your chance uh, to watch the Bo Jackson documentary, which... Hicks, you guys ought to, after your show, just sit and watch it here. Probably, yeah. You don't know Bo. Bring some beers. I feel like a couple gentlemen. Get fucked up and fucking reminisce about Bo Jackson. Really thanks to Gabby Douglas. She's uh, at Gabrielle Doug. Uh, really, really great kid. And I uh, think that's everything for us. 
Anything else? Make sure you check out Filtered Excellence this week on the iBang. And that's the end of my show. Donk. <laughs>